Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right. Hello, everyone. We are joined by the very lovely Lynn Gilmartin. It's not one word on uh, Instagram confusing, but we have Lynn here over in Australia. Lynn, thanks for being here. I know it's late at night there, so uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's actually not too bad. It's, it's eight o'clock, and because it's summertime, the sun hasn't set yet. So, Oh, wow. It, oh, that is okay. Yeah. I, do, I, I do see the light in the background. So, okay, guys, <laughs> I want to make a quick Quick disclaimer, we have both, she's in Australia, she doesn't have the best internet. I'm in the UK, I don't know, we don't have the most amazing connection. There's a chance it's a bit choppy, so in advance, apologize if that's the case, but we're gonna go ahead and push through, see if we can get this done. So, uh, Lynn, I've known you for many years. I know you've been in poker since, I believe, 2009, uh, roughly, maybe even before, but, but give around about how you got into the industry. I know you got started, I believe, with Crown, um, you know, which is the largest casino in Australia and Melbourne. But please uh, give us a little bit of background on you, you know, growing up and then how you got in, started in this, this industry. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Melbourne, Australia, and I studied marketing at college. And my first job out of uni uh, happened to be at the casino. And I knew nothing about poker, but when I was working at the casino, that was the fun department, you know, when I was making brochures and stuff for all the other table games, it wasn't quite the sporting atmosphere as poker had. So I wanted to work over there and that's how I kind of, I didn't, I didn't really know about the game. It was just the fun zone. And, um, I started working in poker back then, which is like 2007 and, yeah. uh, yeah. And back then online content was very new. That wasn't really a thing mm -hmm. that anyone did. And we would have like, you know, celebrity events uh, in the poker room at the time. And my boss wanted to start a YouTube channel, but no one understood what online content really meant. So it was really hard for her to get the budget approval. And so she was like, okay, Lynn, you're the marketing assistant. You just interview the celebrities. And, you know, I would be, I just had this microphone and I'm interviewing these players in the poker room and it was just so much fun. And I, and I loved doing that. And that's sort of how yeah. it all started. It was just completely out of nowhere and left a field. And, um, that was, yeah. So that was like 2007 or something. And then in 2009, I, uh, I quit that job and flew to Las Vegas for the for the WSOP for my first time in the United States working with Poker News. And let me, uh, let, me, let me backtrack you a bit. How did you get though specifically? What brought you to the Crown? You were you doing stuff that what made you go to a casino per se? Like what? Well, how was, did that come up? So when I was graduating college, I um. I've always worked in like in events and stuff. I worked at the Australian Open at the tennis and marketing while I was at college. It was my summer job and um, the Grand Prix and lots of big Melbourne events. And so I've always sort of been around that world. And so through a friend of a friend, it's not a glamorous story at all. He, he like a guy was looking, uh, he had a job going for a marketing assistant. It happened to be when I was graduating college, it was just very lucky timing, went for the interview, got the job. So it's not like I had this, you know, uh, laser focus towards getting into the casino industry it was just an opportunity that came up and i was ready for it and i took it and, and now it's my world was that <laughs> had you been had you gambled before had you ever been to casinos did it interest you at all or literally completely random do you know how to play roulette blackjack did you know the rules of poker anything or were you just like oh i'm at i'm at crown and like learning like oh this is craps this is roulette this is how poker works what was your knowledge of gaming 
Yeah, I really didn't know much at all because, you know, I was young and I loved, I mean, I loved the glamour of the casinos, but that's about it. I went to them for their nightclubs and their restaurants, but I very rarely ended up on the okay, gaming so yeah. yeah. So you had been there. I mean, you've been to the Crown at that point and stuff. I mean, you, it was obviously, it's a big place there, right? I mean, so you've, you are, you've been inside and it's a, it is a, it's, there's a lot going on there. So that that's cool. Um Okay. All right. Got it. So now you're there, you're doing that. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, that's, I believe I had, yeah, 2009. That's right. When you went to, you, you got hooked up with Poker News first and then Vegas, or you went to Vegas and then got going with Poker News. That's right. Well, yeah. So Poker News used to come out. Well, yeah, they would come out for our big events. And, you know, my job was to uh, take care of Media Row and set them up with their internet and their, their workstations and things. So I got to know the reporters um, when I was when I was there in marketing and they saw that I was doing these videos and that I, um, you know, had an understanding of the industry. And at the time they needed a, a host for the Asia-Pacific region. So I put my hand up for it and the opportunity was there and it was the biggest, scariest choice or risk that I've really ever taken because I had this, you know, really secure corporate career. It was right after the global financial crisis. There's all these stories, you know, about how hard it is to get a job and I'm climbing this corporate ladder. I had just gotten a promotion and everything looked so great on paper, but I just loved this idea of, um, of performing. I mean, I didn't mention, but as a kid, it's all I ever did. I was an actor. I was a dancer. I just loved performing and once I hit high school then I was like I've got to go to college and kind of shoved all that aside to get a real job and uh this was suddenly resurrecting that old dream when you know I just was like oh this this brings back that 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 light I used to have as a kid and uh so you know the idea of just getting out of the the corporate hamster wheel and hopping over on to some scary flight to the United States was terrifying but so exciting and i'm so proud of myself that i did it at like 23 years old that's awesome yeah it's fun sometimes you just gotta take take some risk take a chance for sure and it is right now it's i guess it's at nighttime in australia it is 4 a.m um east coast time 1 a.m uh west coast in the u.s so it's it's definitely not our normal hours but we are i'm happy that we found a time zone that that worked and this is good going to be recorded as well as it's live some people are joining in but we'll we'll have this on all the outlets and you know, i do before i want to just cover this we'll talk me at the very end as well could you could you give us a little just update on what's going on in australia with the fires and then we have uh it looks like you've you've created a fun go fund me page or well it's not a go fund it's a it's a charity link there's it looks to be a facebook i'm showing it here on screen and it looks like over uh there's a goal of thirty four thousand. it's already at thirty thousand. Um, in, in five days, it's raised a tremendous amount of money. What, why there, also, why is the reason is 34 that, what is that? Uh, is that just a, is that a number? How did that number come up as a goal? That specifically that number? Well, it sounds so random when it's converted into us dollars, but it's actually 15,000 uh, Australian <laughs> and it sounds okay, much well, more impressive in Australian dollars. <laughs> the us dollar it. goes really far down here. So just keep that in mind. If anyone is hesitating about donating your, uh, what you might think is a small donation is a lot in Aussie dollars. Okay. Um, well, that, that, but, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so, the so goal it is- looks like you're almost there. You've raised a bunch already. And so you're pretty, pretty, it's a lot. It's right. It's great to, to see the support from the community and everything. It's, it's great. I actually have not donated yet. I will do, donate today afterward. I, I've seen different links and things, but this is the place. This is the spot to, uh, this is the best one, or this is definitely one that goes in the right place. I should say you vetted it and you know, this is going to go, go do the right thing. Absolutely. So, um, 
Just for those who don't know what's happening, Australia at the moment is just covered in bushfires. We have, you know, fires are our big natural disaster that we have every year down here in the summer, but this is beyond anything we've ever seen, like tenfold. It's so big and it's terrifying. Um, it's just huge. I mean, everyone heard about the Amazon uh, on fire and California on fire. This is so much bigger than those fires. This is uh, all around the coast of the the east coast of Australia and up around the south, it's just in flames. There's like a, over a hundred fires that are still out of control, um, and it's guessed that it's still going to take months just to get them under control. It's terrifying, and now the numbers that are coming out about the damage that's happening is like thousands of houses. Sorry, we've got a delay here. No, that, that, I'm just that's what I'm trying to understand. Like this is. I guess I'm trying to, I've never heard this. So I've never heard, you know, you know, hurricanes and tsunamis and you hear these tornadoes and you, and these things, but I've never heard that Australia is known for fire. So I must put it in perspective how bad this really is, that it's like massive world news and everyone's talking about, you're saying it's 10 times worse because I've never heard this. I didn't know this was a thing. So, I mean, which yeah. you're sounding like, I mean, you're telling me it's happened. There's stuff. It's like, uh, there's, there's some, some damage, but this is just catastrophic out of control. And is there any, any, uh, what attributes to that or what, why is there, why are they saying particularly now did something happen, a, a sequence of events or what makes this year, why is it so much worse than before? It's the you dry. Know, is there a reason like why this like all just the yeah, most dry? It's, it's the dry yeah, really that we've had. And it's, you know, Australia is, um, I mean, I don't want to get political or, uh, you know, but it's, 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 it's true. It's the yeah. driest year that we've had. And there's a lot of, um, choices that Australia makes uh, with mining. I mean, mining is our biggest industry down here and it, it, that's definitely making an impact on heating up our climate and it's just a bit of, it's just a bit scary. Um, but yeah, it's our driest year. There's a lot of things that, uh, there's a lot of accusations that are happening and there's a lot of political conversations and arguments that are going on right now and I don't want to go down that route because it's messy, but um, it's just so, right. it's just way more out of control than it ever has been. And you know, yes, arson, there's, there's articles that came out today about some people getting arrested about arson and, and uh, that is uh, that happens every year. It sucks, but it happens every year. And, yeah, that is what happens. But that's not the like that's not why it's out of control. It's so beyond out of control. It's just bananas. I mean, the numbers, over a billion animals have died. I can't comprehend that. A billion animals and thousands of houses are gone. So 25 so people terrible. have died. It's ugh. It's very, yeah, it's super, I mean, I see, I've seen the pictures and you see here on your, the, uh, for the charity to raise, well, it's not, I mean, it's for the Australian wildlife, the fundraiser for the Australian zoo wildlife. And I mean, they're just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's devastating. It's, it's, it's scary. And, and I guess, you know, this is, if, if people are asking the best way they can help, this is a way we'll, we'll make sure we provide the link in the below as well as uh, make sure, you know, you guys can other ways to help someone in the chat here live T Portland's asking, is there any need for help there physically? Do you like any ways besides donating? I mean, is, in terms of workers, bodies, is there any way there, what, what are they saying to Australian people that are there and, you know, obviously raise money and, and um, I mean, volunteers, I'm sure there's stuff for animals and helping with, with some help medical or recovery stuff, but is there anything they're saying for you guys, people to do their live? 
Uh, what, what everyone is, they're asking funds. We just need money. We need money for resources. We need, we've got, uh, I mean, America, thankfully, thank you, America. Um, a bunch of American firefighters just landed today in Sydney and there's a viral video that just went of, of the airport and there was just a huge applause for their arrival, which made me cry. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we need experts out fighting the fires for sure and we need experts with all of the animals. And uh, But to support those experts with everything that they need, the biggest thing that we need is funds, funding. This is just so um, so huge. And to, just to let you know, the, the charity that I chose uh, for this fundraiser, so I'm just trying to rally together the poker world. It, the poker world is so generous. I've seen so much um, charitable, so much charity come from this industry as you have too, Jeff, and it's really inspiring. And um, I've chose Wildlife Warriors because I've supported them for many years. I've been to their hospital myself. This actually was set up by Steve Irwin and his family uh, before he died back in 2002. And it's their animal. Mm-hmm. It's called the Australia Zoo. It's a it's a it's a sanctuary for animals, and they have a wildlife hospital that's open every day, 24 hours. They treat about, I think, 11,000 animals a year. They've just hit 90,000 patients. And they're just, they're so focused on conservation. They have a huge koala sanctuary. To treat koalas, it costs over $5,000 per koala every time they get one. And they get hit by cars all the time. And they're at risk of being endangered. This fire has just killed at least a third of their population. So after this, for sure, they're going to be listed as an endangered species. So the idea of koalas disappearing just is terrifying. So I completely vouch for this uh, organisation, Wildlife Warriors. They're also supporting other um, sanctuaries around the country that are flooded with animals. They are able to send them up to, to this one because they're up in Queensland. They're, um, they're just, just amazing. So trust me when I say the money is being very well spent at this at this organization okay well we so we have that's all right that's important there's a there's a very strong endorsement and again this is we were we had this podcast lined up for a few months ago and your schedule's kind of crazy mine's been crazy so this was not a podcast or a call for just this but this is very relevant very prevalent you know in the in the moment this is uh it's important to be addressed. So I do want to, you know, make sure we cover and talk about that. And we can, at the end, we'll make sure we put the link up and, and please guys, if you check this out, it's not too late. Like you said, this could go on for a long time. This isn't something like the fire, you know, this, and there's a lot of damage. There's going to be a lot of help needed. So if you catch this weeks, months later, you know, this is uh, still very, will be relevant and uh, your support is requested and, and appreciated. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back to this, but let's, uh, let's, let's, I got sidetracked there and Lynn, let's, let's dive back into your, your road through the life poker media, all of the above. And I know you got some exciting stuff, new, new ventures starting as well, but let's pick up where you go to Vegas. It's 2000. So Australia, what, 2009, no, seven, nine, you go to Vegas, you get involved with, how did you, how did you get the poker news? Uh, they they wanted the the Southeast Asia, so you start doing just kind of that. You're doing some reporting, um, other types of work with Poker News, and, and then where did it go from there? Yeah, so then I started traveling the whole planet with Poker News, which was such a so much fun. And um, you know, I covered pretty much I've pretty much every major poker tour that there is, and uh, really learned so much about the game, and 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 really created an awesome network of friends, and um, that's how I met my my man Anhel Guillen, and uh, I was doing that for four years as a reporter, which I guess was kind of my long term audition for 
the role that I have now with the World Yeah, Poker I think Tour. you just answered half the questions. Everyone was like, <laughs> if you're married or in a relationship, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. Uh, you, you didn't leave it for a cliffhanger to the end, but there's Sorry. a lot of questions. Yes. How long have you and, and Angle be? It's Ang, it's I always say it's Angle, right? It, Angel. It, it's, I, well, I say Angel. Angel. Because that's how you say it in English, and it's the best name ever. But he pronounces it in Spanish. Yeah. It's Angel. Angel, yeah, but yeah. Angel. Angel sounds cool, and it, it's, it does spell like that as English. And I know him very well. Great guy. Nice, nice choice. Are you guys engaged, or, or, or uh, what's the status? You're, you're <laughs> how many years together? What's give us the whole scoop on this, just because so we can wipe out a lot of that. We can just set people straight from the beginning. I don't want to just you know. I want to make sure everyone they don't get their hopes up. <laughs> So one can click off. Um, yeah. Almost nine years. <laughs> nine years. That's right. Wow. I knew it's been a long time. Yeah. Wow. So that's and, awesome. Yeah. That's We're married by cool. heart. We're married, but just not in the right. contractual sense, uh, in the traditional uh, way. It's just not really, you know. We're, we're I get more it. of the modern marriage. <laughs> that's that's that is definitely that is modern i like it so okay so nine years um angel and yourself there we go we got that you see and you met him where when was that when you guys met we i used to cover the uh latin american poker tour and so i used to it's very it sounds so exotic i used to see him at all these different south american stops like in argentina and brazil and chile and right. costa rica <laughs> yeah and so i used to interview him and uh that's how we met and yeah <laughs> well little McLean and Tatiana uh, sort of deal. Like <laughs> yeah. you met, like, and you knew right away, and that's that's good. There you go, you guys. That's, By the that's way, can I just show you? It's, it's sunset, so the lighting is incredible right now. I just wow. need to show you. Look at my gorgeous city. This is Melbourne. That's awesome. That is really beautiful. People people need to understand it's Melbourne, not Melbourne. Okay, that's right. I, I, I always say Melbourne, and then I feel like I get looked at funny, and I'm like, no, I know. Like I under, I listen. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to be, and and people get upset about it. Like I know, like McGrady's got a thing with that. He calls it Melbourne. He doesn't care. He's just like, I, I don't, you know, I can't call it like that. But that's it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. I would say. Montreal, Melbourne, uh, and um, Istanbul. Those are like stand out as just special, mm. unique, got a great vibe. And that's that's nice. It's nice to live in one of the, the most, uh, you know, sought after and, and beautiful places. So is there is there anything if someone's going to come to Melbourne that you would say they're known for coffee, great breakfast, Oof. great, great places? What, what are some of the other things that like you'd say that it's known for in particular as uh, cultural or things to mm. do or just why it makes it so good? What, what to you is Melbourne... Why is it so great? You kicked off. You definitely ticked off the the, the the couple of the main things. Breakfast we're famous for, and coffee we're famous for. But Melbourne is more of a like you feel. You come here to feel the vibe of it. The rest of Australia is beautiful to see. You know, it's really beachy, and it's that stereotypical um, uh, visual that you would have of Australia. Melbourne doesn't have the weather to sustain that reputation, so we depend on good food, sports, arts, culture. Um, yeah, it's got, it's got a good vibe down here. Yeah. It's very cool. Very, very nice place. Very, it's very far away. It seems like from most of the, it's in its own, like a crazy zone. I guess it's relative to where you are, but I just feel like every, you know, from, from the UK, from us, it's so, so long, so far you've logged some miles, right? You've, you've, you've done a lot of long flights, I'm sure. So, you know, I actually have been tracking my miles. I have this, this app where I just put all my itineraries in there and I've, I've traveled according to this and it's not everything, but it says 1.3 million miles. 
<laughs> that's a lot. I, I don't even, I don't know mine, but that's, I'm sure it's way, that's, that is, I mean, it makes sense though, right? If you're doing a lot of, you're, you're flying a lot and you're going, a lot of flights are 12 hour, 18 hour, 20, you're going from LA all the time, Mexico to Australia. And these, that's, it's very far. So yeah, it's fun. Are you, you're a good sleeper then? You know how to, you can, yeah. you have the whole travel I sleep like out. a champion. I sleep anyway. That's that's amazing. So, all right. So we got distracted. Angel and you nine years met when he, when you, you, the first time, where was it? It was in on the, on the Latin America poker tour. So it was like, yeah. we met him there you guys. Then after a while you start, you start dating, you're together and you've been, uh, so traveling and, and how did that work then? Once you met him, you guys were sort of dating and then would you go, you had your stops. Would he, how did that work schedule wise? Would you guys get to spend a lot of time because of how the tour matched up or was it still, was it kind of not always aligned, I guess, but we were really lucky. We got lucky because we were both assigned on the same tour. So that helped a lot that, um, both of us had like company budget, <laughs> uh, funding yeah. our, uh, reunions. Um, but then, uh, that was just for the first like year or two. But after that, we, you know, it's the people who are watching and probably poker players. And it is hard if just one is a poker player and, or a traveler and the other one is kind of stuck in a, in a, a, a location. Um, so yep. the two of us have been very lucky in the way that we're not, uh, we're not restricted location wise. So we've been able to just figure it out like for nine years and he still lives in Mexico. I live in Los Angeles and, um, and, but we still see each other all the time. I'll go visit him in between stops. He'll come to as many world poker tour stops as he can and he'll play when I'm working. Um, so we, we just, we make it work. It's, That's awesome. Nice. I, I, I'm not saying I recommend this because this is this is this is not advice or whatever, just for anyone. I'm, but my experience, you know, I playing poker, my wife, who I met at Burning Man and we have our eight month old boy now, mm-hmm. uh, which it's 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 great. And, you know, I, it's like I, I do believe my experience is it's nice to have a little time away. Right. Like it's sometimes because if you're with someone 24 seven all the time, it's not saying it can't work or it's not right. But like my experience and from what I've noticed, it's nice to have a little bit of break. Right. You miss the person. You're not with them all the time. If you want to go binge watch, you know, a Netflix show or you want to do your own, just kind of relax or or be on the phone, catch up with friends or people. And you don't have to, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of nice to have like a little bit of space. And then you're just like missing them like crazy when you see them. So that's all I I say. I think that kind of helps in a way. It does. I I actually, I'm a big advocate. I actually think it's a really healthy way to have a relationship. And for the reasons that you said, yeah, of course, like yeah, to have a little bit of space and you appreciate each other, but especially in the beginning, the first few years, both of you have no choice but to be independent in your lives and then you're not leaning on each other. It's very easy in a relationship for one person to kind of give up a lot and start leaning on the other and it just creates it creates some problems when situations change or, or energies shift and I think if the two of you are just completely independent in your own lives and then you come together in that in that way, it just makes for a really healthy relationship. Yeah, I agree. There, yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's true. We got a question that's kind of on the spurt here that is uh, – about travel, any tips for long travel? I mean, I've heard a lot. I have my own theories. Do you have anything that really works? Do you do any like melatonin late for long flights? Do you try to eat before you get on a flight and then just sleep the whole time? Or do you watch movies? What's your strategy or is it sort of vary? Um, it kind of varies. I have heard all these things about timing the meals and stuff and I'm not that rigid cause I just love food and I just eat all the time. Um, <laughs> if you're hungry, you can, I get it. Yeah, I get hangry if I don't. Um, uh, 
Yes. My biggest tip really is that when I land at a destination, I don't take a nap. It just throws you for a spin if you take a nap during the day. So usually usually flights are times that you'll arrive in the morning um, and so you just have to stay awake. You've got to push through that, like go for a walk. I love to go for a run. That's always great to just, you know, after a long-haul flight, your legs are pretty messed up. So go for a walk or a jog and stay awake until that evening. I, w- I was uh, I was going to try to pull up a well. Hold on, let's see where we're at in the timeline. So, two thousand nine, you're doing this. What what was the next? When did your career change from after starting with Poker News to the next phase? Or how many years were you doing sort of the same, like traveling, doing the stops for them? Like, when when was the next portion of your career after you signed with Poker News? So I was with Poker News for four years, and then uh, World Poker Tour. Started an, a, a new tour called Alpha Eight, and uh, it was the second show. And yeah. they wanted to have a whole new lineup of talent um, for the commentary team and the, the anchor uh, from the main show to differentiate it. And so I got the call of a lifetime out of nowhere. I was here in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, it was just such a dream where they were like, "Hey, so that we've got this show coming up, and..." Um, we would love to talk to you about coming on as the anchor of the show and, and also to, as a producer because I'd been working um, and creating content myself online for so many years. You know, I've been yeah. a producer for a long time and um, uh, that was that I, and I didn't realize at the time how valuable that was. And now that I'm in TV and I realize how much of a ginormous beast it is of a production, mm-hmm. creating your own content online, you're learning everything. You're learning the whole picture. You're learning how to produce, how to write, how to host, how to edit, sometimes how to film yourself. Like you're basically doing all of it. Um, and yeah, so that, that's how I, that's how that came up that I, I got that job and that was incredible. But then what happened though, um, before I'd even started that, the timing was just miraculous where Kimberly Lansing, who was the anchor before me, uh, oh, yeah. had fallen. Yeah, she had fallen pregnant with her second child. So she decided to uh, step down from the role and stop traveling. And so then they, I got another call of a lifetime saying, so this has happened. Uh, how about you? Are, do you want to anchor both shows? And then I would have become the connection of the two, the two shows. So it was different commentary teams, but the same anchor. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I was just screaming. (laughs) I remember remember this very well because the Alpha 8, the first ever one was at the Hard Rock um, in Florida. I remember you were, you know, you being there, I remember a very beautiful set. It was a lot of fun, 100,000 buy-in. They were thinking maybe we get like 50, 60 players. I think it got 21 or so. And I remember doing a piece with you outside uh, with my buddy, Hill, his name was Glenn BB Hillbilly. And we did like the massages, like out by the walk, by oh, the yes. pool. And we did the <laughs> clip. And uh, yeah, it was cool. That was fun. I, I think I ended up getting third. I, I cashed that one. It was it was a lot of fun. Very exciting. It was the first you know, 100K that I played. And it was just, it was re- the, the feel and the production value was so high. It was such a great experience. And then, I mean, I went on that whole, I think there was four that season and went to South Africa, Johannesburg, the safari. Remember we did that too, right? You that were there for that. That was really, lifetime. really, was really epic. Um, also London, great stop. And then uh, St. Kitts as well. Yes. Bill, uh, Bill organized that one and, and that got a good turnout and that was a lot of fun. So yeah, that was a tour that, you know, I think uh, it's interesting because I think at the landscape at the time of the high rollers, that was sort of the 
maybe the time it just started really, those were like the sort of happening. And now it seems like there's, there's high, there's these events all kind of all over. There's the Triton stop It's kind of Triton is sort of doing what that was, but it, it does seem like there would be a marketplace again for it um, in a way, but I guess that's just different, different stuff. But that, yeah, that was exciting. That was great. And WPT, that was, you know, their high, their high roller edition went for a few seasons and, and, and a very exciting time. So, but the, the not just alpha eight, but this was, like you said, this was your, this is where you broke into the world poker tour. So now you're not, you are now transitions and you are doing this. So now what was that like? Cause now I mean, this is world poker tour. It's an unbelievable broadcast. You know, Mike Sexton, Vince Van Patten, um, these guys like at the time, I mean, it's, those shows are just so exciting you know, for poker. that has been around for a decade at that point about, and, and what was that like working with those guys and being on, you're on Fox or, you know, national television hosting it. And, and, and how was this like, I mean, this was about as good as it gets, right? This was, this was, must be so exciting to, to now be on internet, to be on TV and, and, and not only just doing the reporting, uh, this, this great show and in, in an industry that you love. So tell me a little bit about what that was like and, and, uh, maybe a learning experience with that. Yeah, it was surreal. It still is surreal when I think about it. To be honest, it just I, I yeah. like I forget that we're we're well, yeah we're on TV. A million people per week watch this yeah. show. You know when you just when you just when you're doing your thing and and it, you, it just it it's 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 easy to forget <laughs> that sometimes it's it, yeah. it blows my mind and. You know, I was really nervous when I first started. You, you know, oh my God, Mike Sexton and Vince Van Patten. I've been, I've been watching these guys from afar for so long, and what are they yeah. going to be like? And they are honestly exactly the same in, in in real life as they are on the show. Like they're just they're my my two uncles, and they on my first show they were just the best, and they completely took me in under their wing, and they took me to the bar. They're like, let's go, Lenny, and they wanted to get to know me. They're like, right now, do you have a boyfriend? What's the deal? What's going on? Like they were just they were just the best. It made me feel so welcome, and um, I was so grateful for that because it made me feel really comfortable. Because I just you know you don't know what you're walking into in a new environment, and it has it's just it's just been the most beautiful beautiful company to work for like Adam Pliska the president of, of WPT always refers to us all as the WPT family and that's the culture that he's always uh wanting yep. to instill in in in, a, in the environment and really it really is it's it's I just love yeah. everyone I work with it's great I, I did the uh, that show with Maria the king of the club which was good it was they did well on that and I, I enjoy it same thing working with those guys in the studio all the team like the whole world poker it seems very tight knit it seems like yeah. on the production the shows everyone knows each other and and they're you know it's a very nice core very relaxed very very enjoyable what they do what they enjoy what they're doing uh, I met with Adam as well uh, in Vegas recently talked to him for a while because he, he just seems to get it you know he really is in tune to what the industry is what it wants and they make changes they listen to the players and you know the stops are great and it, it's it's great news for the for poker it seems like it's expanding the world poker tours adding stops they have circuits they have wpt deep stacks like i was looking on the schedule and it's like there's just all year there's there's uh stuff going on tony dunce now involved you know caitlin howe it's they've expanded the team and, and phil Helmuth does this a bit the um raw deal and yeah i mean it's, it's just a great great team great organization so yeah it's very exciting um, congrats on that and it looks like you know it's still still going still running and, and how, tell me a little bit about how that works do you do they do you know your whole schedule like how far out are you planned out do you know like all right this is the season I'm going to these I'm green screen in LA these I'm going live to these or do they kind of like you know how much advanced notice do you have or do they just kind of say hey we need you to come for this or it's planned out it's a little bit of both so our tv events you know will always uh 
So you get those and then uh, throughout the year, uh, you know, new stops will pop up or we'll have charity events for WPT Foundation that will come up. Um, we have awesome sponsor events that come up, like the one that you came to in uh, Appalachia in Vegas yeah. uh, with Louis Trey. And so the, all throughout the year, things will, will pop up as well. So it's a bit of both. So I have the skeletons uh, schedule and um, we always film our show now in Vegas. So we have two periods per year that we, we film our episodes. So that one's coming up in March. Um, 31st and then April 1st and 2nd for those TV. So, you know, we've got our filming dates and then we have all of the, the tour stops throughout the year. But we, so, for example, the one in coming up here, I believe Hard Rock uh, right now or soon, are you going, when you're doing filming, which stops generally do you go to and which stops do you do the recording now in LA or how does that work? What's the, what's the, the mix on that? So we changed the format. So it was that we would chuck our our set to the TV stops, you know, and pop it up and then set up the table and film and then pull it down. And it was an amazing, uh, you know, effort to, to do that. But now we have the home of the WPT, which is at the Luxor in Las Vegas at the HyperX eSports Arena. And yep. it's a beautiful studio. It's, you know, it's, it's an eSports studio year round and it turns into the home of the WPT when we're filming. And it's just this big, sexy table on a huge stage with a, like incredible screens everywhere. And it's, yeah. you know, you've got all these bars, like breakout bars and people can sit around in lounges and it's a really cool spot to come and watch the show. Um, and what's great is that it's in the format where the four hour TV stops, you know, the final table will pause when we get to our final table and then they go to Vegas, you know, a few weeks later, uh, to play down. And what we've noticed, um, with that, like last year with our final tables, the rail, they were just, it was incredible. The difference of the energy, because so many times as a poker player yourself, you know, like when you're traveling to stops, you don't have your family with you all the time. And, right. and, and you could make the final table at two in the morning and it's the very next day. There's not enough time for your family to come and fly in. And so how sad if you're winning, uh, you know, a life change, you have this life changing moment and you don't have your friends and family there with you. And the difference of the energy of our final tables has been amazing like people yeah. have t-shirts it, made and they've got it, rails it, of 60 it's so innovative this is the type of stuff i'm talking about just like also technology timing the excitement like you're saying it's just great like the fact that now i mean because as a po it's like a sport it is it's exciting there's television there's networks there's announcers there's commentary anchors the whole thing and then now it's like you're on stage very high production in like an arena i mean it's it's just so cool that this is they've gone this route they someone's had the foresight the vision and then adam pliska and just all of it coming together because it's not easy you know you got to think about it you got to time it you got to figure out when you're going to do it what makes sense it seemed like they time it right before the world series they put the, the the tables there and like you said it's great you can have family friends it's las vegas you know you can have it come and it's sort of uh the final and i'm not really sure i forget the exact format now so they're doing it like the hard rock let's take for example like the hard rock finishes now is it in a week they go play the esports or is it they come all in may because i remember one year or recently there was like a lineup of back-to-back -back days of final tables do you know how that works or is that different different ones are different how, how is that scheduled yeah so we schedule the events and the filming so that there's never too long of a wait um so we have the dip the filming dates that are coming up uh this is march 
31st, April 1st, and April 2nd. And then got, that's going to be for the final tables of uh, Gardens and Borgata and the LAPC. And so then what happens is they pause, and then we have these three days back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And so for a, a, a fan of the show, like if you were to come, if you're in Vegas and to watch, it's so cool because you have three days back-to-back back, um, of, of – of watching these these high stakes uh, final tables playing out for millions of combined dollars, um, and you can just yeah. basically binge in real life. It's it's a lot of fun, and that is fun because uh, two of the poker worlds fairly niche or well fairly small, you know, interconnected. So often, you know, maybe you know one or two guys, or you have like a great friend there, but then you know some other guys who are rooting for. So you just kind of get to go out there and spend some time and, and, and get to enjoy and watch high level, uh, big money prizes. So very cool. So, uh, okay. So that's, so, so now we, I have an idea you, how you kind of got in. It was almost, it was by luck, by chance. You got going, you got into this world. You love it. It's fun. You've met, you, know, you said so many friends, you met your, you're now boyfriend, fiance, husband, however you want to call it. Nine year relationship, modern marriage, uh, <laughs> angel. So you, you're, you're, you got that. You found love, you found your career and, uh, yeah, it's a great, it is a great industry. Now let's talk a little bit about your poker ability. Cause I want to just, uh, those of you are, are asking, these are some questions about uh, Lynn's poker ability. There she is. That was a lot of chips in front of her on her hand and mob and actually an impressive amount of, uh, flags. You've got multiple countries here. Uh, not, not a, not a ton of, um, tournament results and it's charity stuff, but you have, I mean, you're in, you're not playing a lot of them. So this is pretty cool. You have two wins, which is hard. And a third, uh, tell me about the first time here you ever played. Was that, was that one of the, you, you cash a $500, you took third. Um, what was that like? Did you know the, when did you learn the rules of poker? Cause you, you got into crown Melbourne, you're working there. Did you learn poker right away or did you, was it like a while before you even like knew what uh, straight flush is and these things or did you, kinda, did you, did, what was your experience at that point? And, and when did you get into poker a little bit? I knew the rules, like the book of rules, because my job in marketing was to make the brochures and stuff. So I knew the rules, sure. um, but uh, you're not as, as an employee of a casino, you can't play. So actually when I had gone to Vegas, I had never sat at a live poker table before, um, because I wasn't allowed to, there was only, there's only one casino per state, you know? So, um, right. that was pretty daunting. And so I needed to, you know, I'd played a few home games to like try, but I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and so, it, you know, it took a, a while, like, obviously you need to know this game to, to really know what you're talking about and to talk to you guys, it's a whole different language. So that was an overwhelming trip. I thought I knew what I was talking about, but when I got to the world series, I was like, Oh my God, what is this? So I, yeah. you know, I just started playing and learning over time and entering small, um, buying tournaments and, um, yeah, it was an expensive journey of learning. Cause back then there was not the availability of content as there is now. It was, it was a totally different world. And yes, I, uh, yeah, the, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. I was actually, I, I might've crashed our, the first crash because I was trying to do, and I realized not a good idea with the bad internet is I was trying to pull up the clip the, the of me and of you and I from the alpha eight with that little, you know, segment where we were outside sipping the coconuts and my buddy was getting a massage, but then the net, I tried to open YouTube and I, I think I, I uh, crashed us. So we'll have to find that for later, but that was, that was a long time ago. And, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, that doing the bits and stuff you said you're producing. So that's pretty cool, right? You're coming up with some ideas. You're working with alpha eight, you're doing, 
you know, come out with some skits, some, uh, some, some cool stuff. So uh, which do you like more? Do you prefer doing the anchor side of it or do you prefer the sort of producing creative side of it? Or is it just, I love all love of it. it. I just love the whole, the whole thing. I, you know, sometimes I like to not have to think much and just go and read a script that someone else wrote for me. And it's a lot, you know, it's a bit easier. And then other times I love the control freak in me. So it likes to take over and I'm like, Oh, here's an idea. What are we about? What about this? And so I love just creating stuff online and especially, um, cause online it's a lot more, uh, loose and like fast turnaround and it's quick and it's on my iPhone or whatever. And it's, it's more on the fly. So, you know, that's kind of what I, what I do. And then we have amazing producers on the show. So the, I leave that up to them. And so for the, for the world poker tour show, um, they come up with all the amazing ideas in the production and it's really well thought through for like months in advance. And, um, for that, then I can show up and, 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 and do their amazing work. So it's, it's a bit of both. And Lynn, we got to take a quick, T.O., because you got to show us what's going on in the background here. This view is oh, epic. What's I know. Happening? I'm Sunset so glad you said this. Look, this look at What is going on? Give us a in there. What is happening? That is, is this, is this a, I mean, that is crazy. This is sunset time right now. This is really, that's beautiful. Is that every night right now? No, but you know. Is this special? Is this like an extra this, good sunset or is this? Yeah, but I feel bizarre. I, I just feel a bit at, uh, conflicted celebrating it because I think it might be because of the smoke. It's mm. not. Obviously, the red is the sun, but I think the because we, we have right. a lot of smoke around, that's creating the, the reflection and the, you know, the reflection right, well, of the sun. Well, so it's a pretty magic. It's beautiful. Look at this. Well, yeah, we do want to. Yeah, that is. Wow. Those are stunning, stunning colors. And. That's wow, beautiful. Yeah, very, I mean, really. But really I haven't beautiful. seen that the last um, few nights. That's, that's not normal. That's beautiful. But, you know. Um, oh. yeah, yeah, that's, that is very nice. So, all right, well, we got that covered. We had talked about the, the wild again at the end. We'll close with that at the very end of the show. We have a lot of questions. So I do want to, I want to quickly just talk about your winning this event because it's pretty cool <laughs> to get a trophy, right? You did win, I believe it was a late, fair amount of uh entrance i saw was, uh, you won a ept which is cool you got a trophy in barcelona great city and uh what was that like how, how does that feel to uh, to take first out of 148 entrants that's not a sit and go i mean that's 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 beating out a lot of people and, I, and i'm sure you don't play a ton right you're doing work uh you're, you're you're anchoring you're hanging out you're doing all this stuff so you don't get to play a lot so what's it like to actually was it cool like to win to win that trophy that must have felt pretty pretty yeah. cool yeah, that was epic because for years, you know, I've always been there at this winning moment for, for hundreds of players, maybe, you know, thousands of players and seeing that, that moment uh, and interviewing players in that moment and, and you know, they're off, quite often speechless. And then I finally felt what that felt like. And I was like, yeah, wow, I, I am speechless. I get it now. You know, it's just it was just really rewarding to finally be on that other side um, of the of the coin and, um, and, and, and just going through the journey of it, you know, it's pretty nerve wracking and, uh, but you know, what was so funny though? I mean, as it was the largest ladies event in EPT history at yes, the time. I saw that. I had a note of that. Yeah. And, right. uh, but when I won, so it's, it was a small buy-in. So my prize I think was 6,000 euros or something. When yeah. I won, the high roller was going on on the tables right next to us. And so when I won, and the, you know, the players were like, oh, congrats. Oh, my God, where'd you win? And that high roller was a 50K buy-in, and I won like 6K. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But yeah. when I was just the glory. I got the trophy yeah. and the title. 
That's awesome though. You know, that is, it matters. The trophies are hard. Those are, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's very hard to win, win events. And then you did cash. It looks like you played uh, the world series ladies event as well. You seem to every odd year two every two years, 2009, 11, 15, 17, uh, you, you get a cash. And, and what was that like to play in the world series, uh, women's event? It looks like you, you cashed and went deep. That must've been fun as well. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I made it like bagging chips in a in a WSOP event is not something I've done often. I think I've only done that twice in my life. <laughs> let me let me ask you what's what's more fun to rail Angel when he's deep. I know he's won World Series bracelets. I've actually been played with him several times in in World Series deep. I know he's won one bracelet and done had some great results. He also, I believe, does some commentary uh, now for in the in WPT for Latin America and other stuff. And he's you know very well known and respected player. So, what do you like more? Do you like to? Would you say based on your playing experience, is that more fun, or do you like when he's like at a final table or deep? Which do you which do you think is more exciting? I much prefer having a drink on the rail and getting to watch Angel because, A, there's way more of a chance that he's going to win because he's a beast. And the pressure is off me right. on the choices that I have to make because I can just watch him. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. I have so much respect for poker players. The roller coaster of emotions that you go through when you're playing is, I mean, I love to play. It's so fun. And I, and I, you know, I play, uh, you know, probably once a month is probably how much I play. And it's, I just could never do it as a full time because I would just be an emotional wreck. So I just have so much respect for you, for you guys. Yes. Well, it's uh, well, you know, it's nice to say it's true. It's, it's a while. It's a great game. You know, it applies to life and it's uh, I think poker uh, is uh, important with the media, with, with world poker tour and WSOP and all the other stops. And now there's a lot of content, you know, podcasts, there's YouTube, there's Twitch, there's other things. And I think it's, it's about time that poker gets, you know, I don't want to say more respect, but there's some negative connotations just in the past. But you see it's getting, you know, officially legalized in the States, um, in a lot of places. And I think it's it's people are starting to really understand and respect that the game, how beautiful and great a game it can be. And, you know, I think that's uh, it's awesome that we get to uh, provide a good light on it and, and, and showcase it and, and keep keep moving forward. Um, I do want to. I mean, there's a ridiculous amount of questions. I think a lot of them are asking if you're married uh, or not, but there's a lot anyway. So I do. We've already been on uh, for a while and I want to make sure we get to cover some of those. And I, I, I maybe I don't want to like sun, that sunset looks so ridiculously beautiful. I'm hoping maybe we can catch a little bit of it after, you know, I don't I don't take that away uh, completely <laughs> during this time. It is a great backdrop. And we have some people I see a real uh, live question here. Someone is asking before we'll go to the Twitter questions. And again, you guys can win. A $55 ticket courtesy of Party Poker. If you ask Lynn a question, you will be entered and follow the instructions on my Twitter. But right now, there's one which popped up on the screen. What is your favorite stop on the WPT, not including Sydney? Which also, that's some big news, right? Australia, the first time ever, a WPT, yeah. I believe, this year recently. So besides that one, I, I can't. <laughs> I got to take that out of the equation. What's your favorite? Well, and tell me, yeah. To correct, it's actually on the Gold Coast, which is super beautiful. Uh, the, that's where the WPT right. is. So, um, but it's uh, and then it's magic. Um, but other than Australia, seeing I'm not allowed to answer that because it absolutely is my my question. I always say Montreal. I love uh, Montreal. It's just the Playground Poker Club is incredible. It's you know everyone knows about it for that reason. It's just amazing. So that's definitely my favorite place. And the city is just magic. It's just a miniature little Paris. It feels like you're in old school Europe, and uh, but then it's very modern at the same time. It's just a really fun city to visit. 
I agree. That might be my favorite city in the world, let alone for uh, poker, playground poker as well. They do such a great job, and it's such a cool city. It's really, I think it's the only city in uh, North America. It's got like that European vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very special. So, all right, good answer. That I, I, I uh, concur with you. I think that's right. What about your favorite city? What are one of the favorite cities you've been to in the world traveling? Not necessarily on the stop or tour, but what, what, like just in general, are some places you've traveled that you love because you travel a lot? I do. And so that's why it's so hard to answer this question because I really just love so many places and it's, it's hard to, to pick one. But, um, you know, what's magic is Queenstown in New Zealand. It's a magical little uh, haven. Just It's kind of like right in between these incredible mountains and um, in the wintertime it's a snow town and cobblestone streets with little bars and fireplaces. It's just really pretty. Yes, I've been there. I agree. I actually, because Australia, I've been a few times for the Aussie Millions, which is going on now. That's a very, it's a great time in Australia because at Melbourne and Crown, and they got the the big tournaments, they got the tennis uh, world class events going, and it's it's cool. But that that is not far. If you're going to go to Australia and you're in North America, definitely, I think that's a good way to package it and go hit New Zealand on your your way. It's a very special place. So. Agree. All of the answers check out. It makes sense. You know your stuff. We're gonna go. <laughs> let's dive. Let's dive into. Uh, let's dive into the Twitter question area because uh, there's a lot. So I want to make sure we get to get to get to a good amount of these. So we'll kind of scroll through. And again, there are a lot of a lot of. Well, I don't speak. Don't speak uh, Spanish, so I'm not sure what that. I saw that speak? one. He asked, "What do I do in my free time?" And I should oh. learn more Spanish. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, well, that's good. You can you can uh, decipher that. So, yeah, free time. Give us some hobbies. What are you doing when you get to just kind of relax? What am I doing? I don't. I just I'm traveling. Like so, and and the way that Angel and I love to explore when we're traveling is is by food. We just love. We're foodies. We eat. So really, when right. I have a day off, it's usually involving catching up with someone and, and eating and and or exploring a new city. That's just really what I'm always doing. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Uh, favorite favorite hand in poker, not aces. Give us like a fun one that you just like. You see it. You're playing. You're just like I'm playing it. I always get really excited by Jack Ten of Spades. No, oh, so even specific suit, not Jackson yes, suit. I like that. that. Jackson really gets that. me going when I see the spade. You got a royal? Have you hit a royal flush with it or something? Is there anything like why you just actually? Just I like, have. Oh my god, that must be why I have had a royal flush in the ladies' event in Barcelona that I won. I got a royal flush of spades. There it is. Me. All right, I see that. Has to be, yeah, it was or maybe clubs, <laughs> but it was black. It's Jack Ten, it was, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> That's nice. Um, how long have you played poker? How long would you actually say you started in 09, Earl Seven at Crown? When could you actually say you? played poker like you could go sit at a cash game be competent and you actually could play some cards now um i would say it took me a good few years after so it probably like i'd say like 2012 maybe i started to truly have a clue what what i was doing and would confidently like sit at a cash game table i'm just plucking that year out the first time i sat at a live table like in a casino in vegas was 2009 but i had no idea what i was doing um so yeah you, you're lucky that you're, that Angel is a, a world class player. Do you talk strategy? Does he ever come back and you got after he busts or or from a hand or he's excited and he wants to talk some? Are you at a level where you can you can be like, yeah, I had you know ace queen under the gun. I raised this guy three bet me. I called like, did you guys talk poker like that at all? Does do you follow at like the action? Will he does he try to help you with stuff? Like, will he be like, yeah. hey, you know, you sh- this is a hand. This is I wouldn't do this because or this is good. You know, do you guys talk a bit or I mean, I'm totally. sure not not like a part of your daily routine, but I'm sure you talk. <laughs> no. 
some poker? No, it, it's not like a daily thing and he doesn't tell me everything because he has his poker clan that he chats with. But um, right. for sure, he's always telling me about like some like, you know, shitty spot that he got stuck in or whatever. Um, And also when I'm playing, like, he's always giving me advice and he'll, you know, message me and go, okay, like, okay, we're on the bubble now. This is what you got to do. you got to whatever. And and, and now you should uh, shift a little and always giving me coaching. Once I was playing on a live stream in a main event and he was like, Linz, don't talk when you're in a ham (laughs) because he was watching. So he's always giving me advice. That's Um, cool. But, you know, it was really cute actually when we first started dating, uh, he had he had bust out of a tournament. And he came back to our room and he was telling me about what had happened. And he just and he, he when he talks, he paces around, right? And he was all in his pacing around. He's telling me about his hand. And he just stopped me to hand. And he looks at me. He's like, "I love that I can tell you this." <laughs> right? Yeah, it's exciting, right? Because it, 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 yeah, it, like you would listen even if you didn't know and like don't know anything. You would just like be supportive, and be like, oh, "Okay," but like it's it's different when you're actually you can follow along and it's uh, it can be lonely sometimes, you know, poker's tough. If you, if you, if you, cause again, you're basically, if you're a tournament player in particular, you're, you're playing a game that it's so rare to win. Even if you get like, you know, no matter you get fifth or eighth or 12th or you min cash, it's sort of like a weird deal where you're just like, not, I'm not gonna say you're not happy, but you're just kind of like, you know, in a cash game, if you win money, you win money. And that that's that. But if you in a yeah. tournament, there's a lot of time you're not I mean, you're rarely like winning, even a second, you're like, super happy, maybe get a good score, but you didn't actually get that trophy. So it's, it's good to be able to have support, be able to talk to someone and, and, and feel like they understand what you're what you're doing. Because my wife, you know, I'll tell her I bust and then even like I'll be like I had kings and he had whatever you know ace 10 and you, and you lose and and she's just like oh like why you know like why didn't you <laughs> like see the pop? or like how did you know like look and I'm just like all right you know like let, let's just talk about uh our boy you know our son and let we poke to the side but it's good it's good fatherhood by the way Your it's son great is it's the best thing honestly it's I I uh I, it's crazy. It's fun. I, re- I highly recommend it. I endorse it. You endorse, uh, you know, you, you can put your back in on the um, talking about this, a great uh, fundraising for the, the, the fires and, and where to put the money to help. And I can tell you, I can endorse fatherhood. It is, it's amazing. I, I really recommend it. What about kids for you? Down, is that something you have? Is that something you would like? Yeah, we, yeah. We, we just want to have one so that we can keep up with the lifestyle that we've got. My friends who have multiple kids have given me that advice. Like, if you just have one, then it's kind of easier to just fit that human into your world. So, yeah, I think we'll Yeah, I think I'm I'm an only child, and I didn't realize that that's not a – that's kind of, I guess, I don't want to say bizarre, but not normal. Do you have have brothers, sisters? I do. I have a brother, but he's seven years older. So, a lot of my upbringing, you know, because it was such a big gap, I felt like an only child in a way. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. But so, you you do – because I am – when I look back, like I never even noticed it, but maybe like five years ago or 10 years ago, I, I can't remember. Somehow I got brought up and someone's like, oh, you're they're like, yeah, you're pretty normal for an only child. And I was like, what does that mean? And then <laughs> and I thought about it. And I was like, I don't have one of my closest friends, not one that are an only child. Like out of, yeah, I can think of like, many. I, it's not, it's not normal, but I think now the times have changed and I feel like it is more normal. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't even think of it like that. Like I, you know, my, whatever I, if we have more, I'd be great, but I'm, I don't, I don't feel like it's uh yeah, I think one's amazing or whatever. Anything works. And I, I endorse it. I love it. I recommend it. It's awesome. I'm sure, you know, you guys are whatever good if and you have you love it yeah. my irish background uh, like i was born in ireland and i look yeah. very irish he's mexican who knows what our kid will look like I, i'm so no. excited to see what that combination will be 
That would be, yeah, I guess that's probably not like the most normal mix. I, I don't know too many Irish, uh, the Mex- just, but it'll be great. Whatever it is, it's all good. So yeah, right. uh, yeah, that, you'll love it. Um, any resolutions or challenges? Do you do that? Do you like sit down and reflect on a year or just make goals, New Year's resolutions? No, I'm not a resolution type, but I am just always forever trying to just improve and be better than yesterday. So, but I'm not the type to like new year, new goal. Um, okay. Yeah, but you know, at the moment, I've been, I've been, I've been working out a lot more than uh, I have in the past. And I'm stronger than I've ever been before, and it's the greatest feeling in the world. So, right. um, yeah. if I was to say, I just want to make sure I keep that up. Is uh, that's that's very yeah. And are you are you vegetarian, vegan? I want to say or no or. I don't like labels. I haven't eaten meat in eight years, but I don't label myself because I'll eat a little seafood here and there. If there's cheese on my pizza, I'm not going to go crazy. I love ice cream, okay. you know. So I, I'm, I'm flexible, like but way, I don't that, eat meat. That's the way to go. That seems like the way. That's how I would like to be because I, I've seen those movies. Uh, what's it called? Game Changer, some other stuff. Actually, my parents watch that, and they now are vegan, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Um, you know, they're you know they're sixties. They're just like yeah, amazing. See that go. And I, I actually had a burger here the other day, a B twelve or something, and I thought it was the sauce. I swear, I ordered it. I saw, I saw a hamburger. I saw another a B, this burger on the menu actually at this hotel, and I ordered it and I ate it. And I thought it tastes so funny, like. Just like not funny, but just different. I thought maybe it was a sauce on it. And then I, the next day when I went back and I was like looking at it and then I realized it was, uh, you know, vegan or one of these, these, these burgers that aren't really burger. And I was like, man, I was like, you know what? Like tastes good. I was like, I could definitely eat this. And I, I think like my, that's the same way. I'd like to eat less meat and I don't want to say I'll never eat it. I don't think it's realistic to just be, have been accustomed to that for so long. And then just like cold turkey or well, just stop, you know, uh, doing that. Um, but it's uh I could get behind that and try to eat like way less because I do think it's a, a yeah. good thing. So yeah, I, I remember hearing that about you or that I, somewhere some kind of talk that you didn't eat much meat or was vegan, but yeah, that's, mm. that's great. So cool. I, I think it's a, it's a very, uh, I think it has misconceptions. It's an interesting topic and that's uh, it's good to know. When there's less the, pressure, you know, yeah. sorry, there's yeah, just less exactly. pressure, you know, you don't yeah. have this big, scary, intimidating set of rules and you, you can't fail. If you don't have like this pressure of, of like this label, then you can't fail and you're just making a change one meal at a time. Yes, that's, um, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Anchor of WPT, what does that mean? Someone's asking, what is an anchor of, because uh, that's actually true. I don't, I don't hear that term very much. I know what it means, but it, like, how would you describe exactly what an anchor is? So like a sports anchor or a news anchor, you know, when you watch a sports show on Fox or, uh, you know, and you've got the anchor at the desk who kind of like runs the show. You, she opens the show or he opens the show. Uh, I throw to the commentators, I'll throw to interviews, I'll throw to the table, throw to commercial breaks, like that kind of thing. So I, I, I am the anchor um, of the World Poker Tour TV show. And then I have Tony Dunst and Vince Van Patten in the commentary booth. That's awesome. Yeah, that's true. Um, and now Tony is Mike Sexton, who's with Party Poker. Uh, I, you know, he's World Poker Tour family from the very beginning, been with them. But now Tony is doing the 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 play, the calls with uh, with Vince. So you know, that's uh, that's awesome. You know, it's it's nice. Tony yeah. Dunn's does a great job, and you know, great team. And Mike's always still part of the family and, and still involved. And you know, he's Mike Sexton. I mean, he is the guy you think of when you hear World Poker Tour. Um, you know, his voice that just so many great calls and uh, he's, he's a great guy. A lot of fun. He uh, is. Yeah. So, uh, 
Oh, here we go. Here they come. Lynn, would you marry me? So here's the first one of many. There's uh, the request. So we see that one from uh, Bubele. So uh, Lynn, how are we? Should, should we just cover these in, in one swoop? What's going on? You're you are nine. Well, you're making me. You're making me reject him on 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 air. <laughs> Not reject, just maybe inform. I want to inform people what's going on out there, just so we can because there's a lot of these, so we can clean up part of the the, uh, yeah. the thing. Sorry, oh. seats taken, guys. It's there. It is. We yeah. We might. Yeah. This this is. Uh, that's just it, what it is, guys. It doesn't mean. Listen. You can still. You can still smile and be nice, and everyone can be friends. So it's okay. But she is. Uh, right. She's not on the market. Would you learn your daughter to play poker? Maybe there's an English translate. Would you teach or would you let her play? Or absolutely. Okay, that's the. I, I would be. That makes sense, right? You play, you get it. I like it. So you're good. Uh, someone says hello. You can't wait. How many years have you worked in poker media, guys? We have covered this. What is your specific function with the WPT? We've also covered this favorite hand. We have covered this. Um, okay, and uh, someone asking Australia's support of the global poker community has been priceless. What do you think about the sol- solidarity of poker players? About well, she's asking about. Uh, the solidarity of people raising money, but also I, I've been the second part of that question, but how is that? Were you surprised? Are you, is this what you expect when you saw this type of support? It would, did it even, how, how do you feel about that? I, I am, but I'm not, if that makes sense. I mean, I've seen so much generosity in the poker world over the time that I've been here. I mean, WPT foundation, we hold events, uh, all year round and we work with awesome organizations like like the TGR Foundation um, by Tiger Woods and we've raised over 22 million dollars for charities and that's all through poker like playing poker and uh, so I do see it all the time and you know I, I had a, a high expectation but of course at the same time when I'm putting up my tiny little fundraiser on Facebook you know I, it's like I didn't believe in myself like can I you know get this far enough and spread it far enough and it's just gone wild and my initial goal was to raise $10,000 I was like just to, you know like a main event buy-in let's go for 10 grand and we got it in a day and so I raised it up to 50 and we're about to hit it and so I actually think tomorrow I might raise it up to 100 I'm gonna go big Bump it up. Why not, Lynn? Let's go. Let's get it done. Let's let's make sure. I mean, this is that that number is uh it's just astounding to hear a billion, one billion animals affected or killed yeah. or injured. I mean, it's that's it's terrible and it's uh yeah, I mean it go, like you said, it goes a long way. And like you were mentioning the koala, it's like five thousand a koala to treat in Australian dollars or something like that. It's right. uh it's not, you know, there's a there's a lot of support needed and you know, it's uh yeah. So we'll 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 put that info again below Thanks, and Jen. uh you know, try to make sure everyone is aware. Cause I think that's part of usually in these spots, people are really willing to give and support and help in these times. It's like a matter of knowing where to go or it's like, ah, I don't want to, or it's just even like, you know, just subconsciously very people are like, Oh, I got to click a link. I got to do this. Is it going to the right place? But if you feel confident that, you know, it's going to be going to the right place and, and there's a, there's a path and endorsement that it's good. Then I think, you know, it helps a lot. So that's, that's great. And uh, you have given your endorsement and, that is plenty for for me and hopefully others to uh, to, to move forward with donating. So, um, what is your favorite poker player? And don't say Angel, like because of course, but uh, not like you know, just one that you've you've been in the media now for uh, in poker for over ten years, twelve years. Who are some like characters or people you remember from the beginning? You know, just maybe you've seen on TV over the years, or you know now in person, and you've met or interviewed. Who's like very fun? just someone that you're, you enjoy watching or, or know something about them, like besides Angel, because he's a, I know he's got your, your gold medal locked up in every category. <laughs> he does. He does. He's definitely my favorite. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, oh, how do I, I can't pick favorites. I hate picking favorites. I don't like it. We're on. We're live. Pick someone. This is not. This is not. A, this is not uh, optional. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say. One of my favorites is Christy Arnett. I absolutely adore her. She's one of my best friends and she's a gun poker player. And she, you know, started in the poker world similar to me as a, as a reporter and she's a writer. And, um, but she's really committed to learning the game well yes. and like depends on it for her income. And uh, I just, I'm so proud of how far she's come and how much she's, she's learned. And, and she's just a gun. And when I hear her, well, I'm staying with her at the moment, actually, uh, her and her husband, Andrew and Angel and, like when I hear the three of them all talk strategy and stuff, like I get it if I try to, but I kind of zone out, you know, <laughs> like, they're just, yeah, they're guns. She's That's amazing. awesome. Well, I will say, Christy, spoiler alert, she is one of coming up podcast guests because I, I really, she is, she is so much fun. She is a great player. Also, you know, yeah, been in poker news, done a ton of media and just very immersed in poker. And she's a, uh, she's a great person. And I, I, I'm just, I'm excited for that as well. So that's uh, I'm glad you said that. And, you know, we'll, uh, she's going to be on soon. So that'll be, that'll be fun as well. She's going to, she does her own podcast, I believe. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she's still doing it frequently, but I know she's done it and I think you've been on it or she's done. I don't know if you've been on it, but she's done. I know she does a lot of content and very fun, innovative. She's so things, fun. So. She has the podcast, yeah. uh, like WTF am I doing with my life? And it's on pause at the moment, but she'll fire it up again. And she's a writer. She's writing a book right now and it's about taking risk and love and what she's learned through poker and she's applying it to relationships. And she's just amazing. And she's, she's just, we, we love to, create content together we like to create little sketches and we want to make more of them and we've worked together for a long long time and i just i just love her yeah all right well fair i'm i'm with you i agree and and that's uh that's definitely a great pick uh do you play sports what are your your sports you like to watch and play growing up i was never into sports i was a dancer so i that was my sport of choice was just dancing. Not that I was exceptionally good at it, but I just loved it. So I've never been sporty. Really? I like dance, tennis. Like I dance like, as in like, like, like a, a dance to a choreographed or like you like to go out and when you guys go out, you dance or both? A bit of both. Once I turned 18, it turned into going out and dancing. But before that, it was like, no, I used to take dance classes and have dance concerts when I was a kid and all of that. Um, but tennis, I love tennis. That's probably my my next after poker is, would, be, would be tennis. Okay. Um, yeah, good choice. Also, Australia, they have the, the crown or what's it? No, I'm sorry. It's called the, what, the Australian, Australian Open. Open. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, right now, right? Or or coming up? Soon. Or right it now? Soon. In about a week. Do you, is that something you go see some stuff, or have you been to some? Oh, of the, every the year, because I, I, I used to work there actually, so I worked there for four years, and oh, wow. uh, it's just such a fun event. And so every year, I always go just on a ground pass. It's like forty dollars, and you go in for the day, and you can on the first week you can see some of the best players on the outside courts for so super cheap. And there's huge beer gardens and food trucks and concerts, like music concerts. It's really a great event. Yeah. It's, I've, I've been a few times as well. It's definitely, if you're in the area during this time, check it out. So it's, it's a great venue. Um, do, is, is WPT your full-time job? So like you're an anchor for WPT. How would you describe that? Is that your, that's your full-time gig? Do you do other, oh, we'll cut for a sec. You recently oh, got into uh, acting. Is that true? Yeah. So what can you tell us about that? What's going on with that? So, yeah, WPT is my full-time gig, but I do have space in between to do other stuff. So, year-round, I am always working for WPT. And um, 
but then uh, in between tour stops, I've been working on some films, which has been really fun. And, uh, you know, a, a couple of them are still in the works and coming out soon. And uh, I'm actually on a very short list at the moment and waiting for news about a possible very popular Aussie TV show that maybe I'll have a little guest role on. So hopefully I'll find that out next week. Um, yeah, I just, that's, that's my childhood dream was acting. I always loved it. That's so cool. Very, very nice. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exciting. And I'm sure we'll be following along again, guys, you can see here on uh, Instagram, we have, it's, it's, that's why I think I, as I say, it blends, but it's one word. It's Lynn Gil Martin. And she has also Twitter, Instagram. She's got a Facebook page. She has her hen and mob profile. So you can follow along all the different routes. What's your, what do you like on social media or in terms of which one do you, do you use more? Do you do balance or you like Instagram, Instagram, that's sort of a, <laughs> right. Twitter, Twitter, we all use it, but I think Instagram is uh, the more interactive fun and, um, yeah, uh, I post a so, lot of stories. I'm in stories all the time. Me too. I like to have. If I feel like I, I like to just, you know, I, I, I do. I, I, I feel as that you're in the industry. You're that's you part of your thing. Same with me. I do content, a lot of content. I try to. I'm trying to use. I've looked at my screen time stuff, and it gets a little. Um, yeah, it gets a little bit crazy. I feel like sometimes. I get caught up in it or get, I, I find myself scrolling through too much, but it's part of what we, you know, part of what our job is, is to produce some fun stuff and stories and whatnot. But um, Instagram's great, right? It totally. is. It's, it's a and great it, tool. And but, I just did a little story now. <laughs> I love it. There it is. Guys, check her out right now. You better, she's there. Stuff's happening. Get there, get her a follow on there and uh, very, very entertaining stuff. So um, sports, we covered, what is your goal for this year at work? Do you have, do you, you say you don't really do like goals or set like per year, but is there anything you would say, all right, you know what? Last year was great. I've loved what I'm doing this year. I want to try to do a little more of this, or I would love to, um, you know, do you have anything you're focused on to improve yeah. or, or to innovate? I want to book more acting gigs. I just love it. You know, I've played myself on TV for so long. It's so fun playing another character and just, you know, mucking around with, with someone different to me. Um, so, you know, my immediate goal is to hopefully book this one that I am on a very short list. I'm like, I'm on a final table right now, guys. Like I reckon I'm like three handed in this situation. So I'm Ooh. just like really hoping to get the win. <laughs> Are, you Are you chip leader? What's, what's the situation? I don't know. They're, I don't oh, know. No. I feel like I'm going to be chip leader. I don't know. I hope All so. Right. That's, That's nice. awesome. Positivity <laughs> for sure. Um, for, cool. I, I will say I have a couple of um, people of friends in the industry that that, that are doing some stuff. And uh, if you have like a, if you have a resume or you're you're sort of I don't know how exactly it works in acting. Um, I guess obviously you have a there's some sort of card profile. Send it over. I could push it over and just Thanks, you know you never just, yeah it's you never know like it's a small it's also like poker I feel like it's a small world right like at some point there's just people kind of in it and it's like what's the difference between you know it's just kinda, sometimes you have to get lucky or get a break or just get in the right spot because it's just like hard there's so much going on in these places it's like oh well you know this is very personable this is an attractive person but like what's you know you just kind of got to get right place right time like with your job at in melbourne uh sure. it's brown and then into poker and you know things happen very quickly so um yeah do send me that and i will i have a 
a contact that I could just, you know, send it over. Who knows? You know, you could be on the, you might be on the, on the, uh, you know, winning the Academy Award in three years. We'll, we'll look back. And to, this uh, recording will be a very pivotal moment that we will have a record of to set history. Possible. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, you never know. You never know. So there's a question here and you did already reply, but just again, we covered this sort of at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe some of you weren't here or didn't see it, but where can we send donations so that they can begin the construction of additional facilities for the care of bats and koalas, as well as distribute food and medicine and uh, wildlife keepers in the fire zone so you did put the link here this is the same one that goes to this right yeah so it's pinned yes if you go to my twitter account i've I've shared it a bunch or it's on my bio on my instagram account it's at lynn gilmartin on all of them uh but it's a facebook fundraiser and if you don't have facebook and you can't donate through there i'm also taking paypal venmo and all of that so just dm me i'm it's like a full-time gig at the moment i am on my computer and i've got two phones going and i'm just coordinating all these donations for the last four days it's been epic and we're up to forty-four thousand. you know I should refresh it actually because I'm sure we've gone up since we started talking. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at that. Let me hit that. I'm, I'm just like worried. Anything I do on my computer, we've gone up six, seven hundred dollars Australian since wow. we started this podcast. Three thousand four hundred. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Things are moving. So I'm gonna, and the mine's not in there yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump it up here at the end. So I'll make sure, and I hope you guys are able to do it. So let's let's keep it going. We're gonna. She's doing a great thing. This is uh, this is every bit helps. I think that's the. I think that's a misconception too. Is people say, oh, if I donate five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars, like you know, what's the difference? But uh, it's just one of those things where it just like you can see how quickly it can add up so fast. What a little bit where you're not gonna notice it at, at for. Right. Sure, you know that's how it ha- that's how it starts. And the you don't do it. Analogy it for it is like your credit card. How many times at the end of the month are you like, how is the balance that big? And there's just a bunch of five dollar, ten dollar charges that you kind of dismissed at the time. It yeah. all adds up. And so many people have written kind of like shamefully going, I'm so sorry, my donation is small. And I'm like, are you kidding? And being this, you know, being on the receiving end at the moment, this has been a learning experience for me too, because I have felt that in the past. Like if I can't donate a hundred bucks or what's the point? No, I like as a receiver, I'm so stoked by the long list of names and the total at the end. I'm not looking at like, oh, Jeff only put $20. Like no way. What a bitch on my end if I was to right. do that. That's hideous. Yeah, no, sure. like $5, whatever you can spare, it all helps. For sure. I, I'm with you on that. Don't pin me for a 20 guy. I'm, put, I'm going 200. <laughs> you got 200, 200 for me. So don't, 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 don't pigeonhole me in there. Uh, 200. Um, all right. Do you, play, do, you, do you play poker? It's your hobby or work? And this is, again, she doesn't play. She has won a title, but uh, ladies, the largest ever EPT women's event. So we can't say she doesn't hey, not play, I but play. I do, you do play. I play, but I her play main like once a month. I play cash games. When I'm okay. at casinos, I'll sit down. I played a couple of satellites this week. I do play, but I'm not a player. Like a, that's not how I make my income. In fact, I'm probably a losing player, and I donate to this game that I love. I'm very charitable. There you go. Uh, I'm asking. <laughs> we're gonna get the. Um, on you. I'm going to put the link up in the chat right now uh, for that. But we also, like she said, on her, it's pinned on her Twitter profile and it is, uh, you, you can find that there, but we will put it up here in the afterward in the video. So guys, uh, yeah, someone asking, put a link up. We will do that. What's going on? Timber dogs, 19. Good to see you guys. I do see you in the chat. And again, these are all, this will be up on a recorded video on YouTube. You can watch later, but it's also going to be on uh, iTunes, Spotify, 
all the different outlets we'll, we'll have the links for that so you guys can listen on later but um appreciate everyone being here and we are going through the the questions on twitter is a 55 dollars giveaway eligible if you ask a question to lynn right now follow the instructions you will have a chance for that giveaway uh let's keep it going here what life lessons positive or negative did you learn from poker players oh i've learned a lot of positive ones like i you know it, there's so much trust in this industry. You know, there's so much free-flowing exchange and trust, you know, of money and, and people back each other, they swap each other. And they, they, it's been really beautiful to see this sort of like non-attachment to the risk, uh, to the fear of, of, of like losing money. And um, we all kind of grow up with such a severe attachment to money. And uh, I've just learned a really nice free-flowing allowance of of, of – rather than attaching so severely to, to cash like the way that the rest of the world does, poker just really allows you to detach in a way and, and just to trust others. You know, what other industry just hands over $10,000 in cash with no receipt and just trust that that person's going to like be honorable and pay it back or, you know, it's pretty amazing. It it's very world, rare. It's very different. It is. It's that people are very um, trusting. You're right. They're very, they're very open and willing to help. And I actually have a two notes interesting you said that reminds me because my so my dad makes notes for every guest and kind of goes through whether he finds it offline or you know bits and bobs and i just have to confirm it because it's not this is like not something i've heard you say or not but i this is what a note was it says her view so your view about money is quite inspiring this has been written to her money is energy exchange the more i flow freely with it the more it flows freely with me is that a quote you've said somewhere or that's your belief where's that from yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I've had a few challenges since then, which has led me to hold on a little bit more, but I kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So that um, was it's that. true. It yeah. is true though. Like I know, and I do agree because I did, you know, it, when I think about it, the times that I had the challenges is when I started to grip again and, and fear, um, and, and fear the, 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 incoming or outgoing situation. And, and it is true. It's an, it's an energy exchange for sure. I mean, everything's energy. I I very much aligned with that thought. And it, it, it is true. I think that's, uh, that's one of those things. I mean, it's like, you, if you do it for the right reasons and it's not like, Oh, I'm going to charitably donate to this. And I'm supposed to like looking to like, Oh, this is going to be good karma for me or whatever. But I think that exactly like the more you, you come from that space of, of just doing well and, and right by others and trying to do your best. I think that, you know, good things, good things tend to happen. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm a big, big believer in energy as well. So that's cool to hear you say it. Also that you are a, uh, you, so you're a global ambassador for wildlife warriors and an ambassador for the WPT foundation, uh, which is regular hosting events such as the TGR foundations, children hospital, Philadelphia and education reform. Now those are all still active and current. Those are the, those are things you work with. Yeah. And wildlife warriors is the beneficiary yeah. of this, this Facebook, um, this Facebook fundraiser. And then TGR foundation is tiger woods foundation and WPT yeah. foundation. We have our event tiger jam every year, um, uh, in Vegas. Are you coming to that? It's in April. It's a good one. I think so. I, I have, uh, I have, yes, I would, I would love to I actually have not been to that. I think I've had a conflict before and I've heard how great and fun that is. Obviously it's cool. Tiger woods and, and all it's the, epic. uh, it's, it's Let actually, me tell it's, you, it is priceless. Like, it it's so been, cool. It must have been, what, what was it? Was it after, right after he won the Masters last year yes. or before? Oh, so he must, I mean, that must have been extra, oh. like, must have been insane busy. And the energy must be, uh, must have been off the charts, right? Because, like, Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, legend, went through a kind of wild patch for a few years. So I can imagine, like, that, the, 
the the event like the year or two maybe after you know when things kind of got crazy and then like now it must be it's just been like you know just to see yeah. that come back and, and, and just the energy he was so happy he was oh, just he was so happy and it's, it's yeah. such a like he does a full clinic like up close and personal we're out at the we're out on, at the at the golf course and he's just right there in front of you just like a few feet away giving us a lesson for like two hours and uh you know, he was just in such great spirits and cracking jokes and he's just amazing. Like the way he'll just go, okay, I'm just going to hit this ball and it's going to go around that fourth tree down there on the right and then come around here on the left and boom into that, that green over there. Like, And he does it. It's bananas. It's bananas yeah. how impressive he is. And then like how it's just such a unique experience. You get to do that during the day, then at night play poker with him and then you have another golf session the next day and then there's a concert uh, the next night. It's just a really epic weekend. It's, it's, it's so cool. Tiger yep. Jam. It's uh, at that. Uh, I will look at the date. I, like you said, it's in April. I don't know if it's even. It's set April twenty fourth is the is the poker night. So it's that weekend in Vegas at MGM. Okay, sounds. I'm gonna put that down. It, it sounds like it's got to happen. Um, put up a link so we do have that. Vadrian just put the link there again. It's it's on uh, Lynn's Twitter pinned. Uh, what's your honest opinion of poker? What's your overall like? What if you had someone ask you? what you do or tell me poker somebody you, you sit down to a dinner tell them you're anchor for world poker tour you've been in poker 10 plus years when they say what do you think of poker give me your what you say about it like poker as poker what is poker i love it i mean anything that makes you think differently uh, you know it challenges your brain uh it's a great exercise to keep your brain young and vibrant so that in itself is brilliant but what other game that's played on a professional level can anyone sit down with other professionals like you can't go and play you can't play golf like an actual game a professional game in the masters or something with tiger woods you can't go and play the australian open with roger federer but you can sit down and play at the same table at the same table as phil ivy like it's just it's so unique that you can really go get up you know actually play with the best of the best and it's an equal playing field you all start with the same amount of chips in a tournament and and you can play for that same title and that's just so unique and i just it's a really it's and and what are the game as well just brings so many different characters from different parts of society together where you have a mum of four kids with some 21 year old who just never had a job and then some billionaire you know business mogul and then some other bloke like it's just such a cool combo of, of people playing the same game and it just really unites people in a unique way I agree with that's yeah it really is special and I think the more people I, I mean I have friends I remember one of my a good good friend I don't know six seven years Baltimore messaged me. He lives now in Florida. And he's like, he just started messaging me like, Hey, I want to learn. What do I do to do get better? I love this. This is crazy. And like, it's just funny. Cause I remember being with him and like hanging out with like a group. And then it'd be kind of like people look at it like, Oh, you're playing poker. I like playing online. It's like kind of like, almost like, Oh, you're silly. Or like, it's like a poker's for kids or it's not real. And now it's like seeing him like immersed in it and like obsessed and like so into it it's like kind of funny right because it's like it's like you don't know what you don't know so it's like you look at something or golf or things it's like it's so hard or i would never want to start it or i just don't know or it's like silly right like it but when you said like tiger woods for example when you realize what it's like to be the best or to be so good at something and realize how much studying how much you know practice it takes to really get into something and, and when you can appreciate a game has these type of levels and, and, and in-depth situations, I think it, it, you appreciate it more. So it's just, it's cool to see that when someone 
like kind of looks at it like something and then they kind of get into it and then they're like sort of obsessed. Right. And it, it is, it's a totally. game that applies to life and it, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about a difficult for an environment? What is, was it difficult for you to get involved in poker as a woman? Did you feel any kind of uh, like, cause it is a predominantly male industry. Yeah. Um, so I didn't come into it as a player. So I'm coming from a different angle. Um, but I, I haven't, you know, I get this question a lot, like what's it like being a woman in poker? And I haven't really had, like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's been so long and I'm just so used to it. And I've always worked in sporting environments, you know, having been at the Grand Prix and at the tennis. And I think I'm just used to male dominated industries and it's not something that's just like jarring in my face. But when I really do think about it, I think it's, you know, it's obviously shifting. There's a lot more women coming into the game. I didn't have a difficulty coming into it, but, um, you know, it's just, I just sort of focus on how I think it's badass that I'm a minority in an industry that I've chosen to be in and I'm breaking a mold and cool. I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm not going to focus on me being any different to anyone else around me. Yeah, I agree with that. What, what is the most difficult situation you've remembered at poker table? Have you, that you've either played or witnessed or heard, is there something that was just like kind of awkward or crazy that happened? Um, or uncomfortable yeah. or something weird or like someone got a, you know, I don't know, anything that stood out like, wow, like that was kind of crazy. Been, the, the, the only thing that's coming to my mind at the moment is that there's just, there's been, there was an occasion when I was playing in Europe and uh, a guy was being really rude to the dealer and the dealer was being very professional and, you know, not uh, responding, but he was just being obnoxious. And I spoke up and told my mind and told him not to speak to him like that and kind of got into a bit of an ugly argument in defense of the dealer. And I think that if anyone does ever witness something like that happening um, as players, we're not there representing the casino. We're there independently. And if you ever do notice someone being mistreated, if it's another player at the table or if it's, uh, if it's staff, then it's, it's, you should take the responsibility to, to perhaps defend those who can't defend themselves. But thankfully that doesn't happen much, but that's just the only difficult, ugly situation I've had. Not not many a times where there's something like that for sure. Most memorable moment at the WPT for you? St. Kitts in Alpha Eight was it was so epic. One so uh, you were playing this. You guys fired up a charity event. Do you remember there was a there was the main mm-hmm. event happening? It was playing down to the final table. We're all on this beautiful Caribbean island, and what else are you going to do? So you guys fire up this little charity buy-in tournament. It was a $25,000 buy-in tournament. Two memorable yep. things came out of this. I was on the sidelines. We're waiting for this final table. Not much was going on. And so Bill Perkins let me play. He's like, Lynn, I'll buy you into this charity event, a $25,000 buy-in. So I've never sat at a poker table with such an expensive buy-in before. So that was epic. So I got to play with you all in the event. But what was so cool is that from that event, $60,000, I think, was raised. was a $60,000. And I got to go and visit. Myself, I got to go and visit the, the orphanage in St. Kitts that that money was donated to and meet all of the orphans that were in this house and living there and they were the most beautiful children and knowing that 
poker players. We were able to raise this money together and make a difference to these children's lives and getting to see that firsthand how that happened. I just, that's, that is something that I'll always. Yeah. Remember I, remember that. I think it was 20, it was 20,000. And that, that's right. I remember playing that unfortunately out of the other tournament, but like what a great thing out of nowhere that just like a little bit of a, you know, an idea came that for a, a place like St. Kitts and that, that kind of money got what a difference for that organization and what that, can do so that yeah it's pretty powerful and then you got to actually not just one thing to give the money and be a part of it that's uh that's awesome because i didn't get i didn't go over there and get to see it so that's very cool and to play right it's exciting you're playing like it's a charity but it's there was some money for the winner too and it was a it was a big uh yeah you played a 20k buy-in so that's that's pretty i got sweet. to play for one orbit because then the final table happened to go in lightning speed and i think someone busted like two people in one hand or something bananas and spin had to get called back to work so i had to go yeah <laughs> but you got you were in there you were in you were in the mix that's all that matters you got to you <laughs> say you played a 20k yeah um we talked about favorite player angel we know is is your guy uh do you agree that when you did success in the poker world the discipline that it requires allows to have very good mindset about anything um i guess kind of a question on mindset do you you you, you sort of exude you talk about positivity energy and all that is that do you feel like that's uh that plays a, an everyday role in in the poker world like the positive mindset and just in life, like how, how would you describe that? Like energetically or positively, how do you deal like day to day? Are you, that's just like, you're a generally positive person. Do you have a, do you meditate? Do you, do you have any kind of uh, routine things for energy or being up, be positive? Like what's your daily, daily mantra? Uh, well, my, my mantra is life's good. And I like to keep reminding myself of that's my initials LG. And I kind of, I got given that nickname as a teenager and it's always stuck. And, and I really do feel though, that when I did adapt that nickname, it did change my life. And my life really did become pretty good because it kind of, it became my brand. And this was back in the MySpace days. And I would then post things. It was all about life's good, like photos that just resembled joy and happiness. And it just did change my the way of viewing my life because I was suddenly looking for the good. And I think that we're pretty programmed to look for the negative, you know, with news is always in our face. It's quite negative because that's what makes us click on headlines. And, um, you would just have so much negativity around us, uh, that it's, it's just a natural thing that when it's actually, it's not natural. We've just learned to look at the negative. And I think we just need to relearn how to keep focusing on the positive. And I think, um, Poker is pretty epic in the way that you have just these immediate lessons that most people probably wouldn't have within one year of their life. We have in maybe one hour at a poker table uh, where you are faced with challenges and you're faced with decisions and you have to trust in yourself. You have to trust your gut. You have to trust facts. You have to, you know, just constantly weigh up all of these uh, factors that honestly don't happen to the average person on a regular basis. And so, yeah, but, and then tying in having a, having a positive outlook and having, having clean energy or having just a really taking care of yourself, I guess, mentally and seeing the reflection of that in your results and seeing uh, that immediate impact uh, is really unique and and valuable for, for the poker world for sure to bring into general life. Yes, uh, I agree with that completely. And a big, big uh, 
that's try, how I try to try to live as well. Um, we had a lot of similar questions, but this one's interesting about movies. Do you, you you're in the acting world now? You you've got some gigs. You're sweating some other stuff. Best movie in your opinion? Do you, is there anyone that you just like love or you've watched a hundred times? Like any movie that stands out? And it's so funny that you ask this because we just watched the making of it the other night, Dirty Dancing. I watched that movie every night of my life as a kid. I was just obsessed. I always wanted to be baby and um, it was just that was the movie that made me. And there's a documentary now on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us and it was about the making of Dirty Dancing and we just watched it two nights ago so it's very fresh in my mind. Dirty Dancing. I, I don't think I've seen that. I mean, I, I, I maybe like as a kid oh, or so, I'll watch it. I, I, know, so I mean, funny. I know that title. It's a classic. It's one of the, yeah, I can't remember. I actually can't remember, you know, some of those great movies too. It's it's like funny because if you take a movie you watched 10 years ago or so, it's like almost, even if you know it's like a major movie, you barely remember like, you know, it's oh, yeah. not like you remember scenes. Maybe you remember like the ending or something, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Um, we talked about goals, positivity, favorite interview of all time. Is there anyone that was just like, it like, you know, you were doing for poker news or, or world poker tour or something and just kind of got crazy or just something that stands out as one that was like, you like, wow, like this, this went like for whatever reason, is there anyone yeah, that like, you like, were a part of it again at St. Kitts when I was interviewing Antonio Esfendiari uh, and uh, some, uh, and so Raul Mitzi came and pulled his pants off. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. That That's will always be in my <laughs> Yes, I remember that too. You did get him. Um, how did you uh, – that's right. That's, that's true. This gets a little – not dark, but talking about, you know, the, it's a very serious thing that's happening in Australia. You guys you have the fires. And do you, in terms of, like, global warming or these types of things, again, not to go down a rabbit hole and go down this, this path, but about the environment problems of the world, is there anything that you – being – part us um in australia that that's a problem like in terms of that do, do you have any overall thoughts on environmental stuff we don't have to go deep here just kind of like do you think <laughs> look at you you're so scared you're like oh god let's not no but yeah, um, so like could be like the cryptocurrency and you know, all start people I, just go crazy and down a yes, engine, but where do, you, go down. where do you feel like? i won't go down a rabbit hole but i do definitely think that we need to make changes you know it's just it's the facts are there it's terrifying how much we are just speeding stuff up uh at a, at a terrifying scale and um you know there are changes that we can make that aren't too intense like you said reducing the amount of meat that you eat it's you know, I just think that's just the easiest, most immediate way that we can make a positive impact on the planet. The, the it, People are just so detached from where it comes from. People aren't just out hunting with their gun and, and bringing in a cow or, like, or whatever. It's The mass meat production industry is hideous and it's one of the hu- biggest, if not the biggest, impact uh, influence on our environment. It's just, it's hideous. Google it if you want to learn more about it. I'm not going to go down that route, but it's disgusting. And I don't want to support that. It's, yeah, yes. it's awful. Uh, I will say this is to me, and I think someone, this is something that, I don't know, I just, I, there seems to be a way in my head that it sort of seems similar to the donation stuff where little counts, right? Like it's really, I think fundamentally that's where it has to come from where everyone has to do a little bit. And it sounds so cheesy, but you know, if everyone gave a little bit for like a great a cause that needs something, for example, and if everyone ate one less thing of meat or everyone picked up a piece, you know, like that type of message, if somehow, you know, with some really big, um, you know, influencers or 
if there was some kind of movement where like yeah. consciously everyone was talking about it or doing it, you know, you hear about these things once in a while, but it just does seem like there could be so much change done. That could do so much good. Everyone doing it very little, but it's just like, I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone just yeah. kind of like, cause it's like, you can do it. You and I can do it. People watching can do it. Everyone could try to be their best sort of, but like if there was actually like a, a, like a public service, like a message, like a propaganda for doing good or little change. I don't know. Like, it just seems like there's a way to do a lot with a very, everyone doing a very little, but it's, um, I don't know. It just seems like overwhelming in a way. It just seems like so frustrating that these type of, uh, massive environmental issues and stuff are happening. And that it just seems like it, it, how it's, presented is it almost seems so overwhelming it's just like so crazy and like what do it's just like Mm. but really that's like where it needs to come from is everyone doing individually their best i think it's kind of like you know how it's really overwhelming now that if you go to start watching a new tv show and you need to decide which one and there's just so much choice now that you don't end up watching anything because you've just scrolled through thumbnails for an hour and then you run out of time it's kind of like that it's so overwhelming because there's so much information and there's so many things but um but you're right and and, you know, there's movements like Meatless Monday and stuff like that, just about making small changes. You don't have to go so extreme to go vegan, even though that will definitely help. But no, you don't have to do that. It's just one meal at a time. Maybe skip the bacon on your breakfast and just go with a free range egg and, you know, have your bacon tomorrow just, just to try and like minimize a little bit. It just all helps. It all helps. It, it really does. Um, it, it's all, it's like something like Trump too in the news. It's like, it's hard to follow, right? There's so much information. There's so much stuff. And now it's like this whole fake news or what's this? Or you hear it like, exactly. Just so much going on where it's like, all right, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, this is wild, yeah. but yeah, do your best. Make, try to try to make a small, small difference. You know, a little bit goes a long way. So that, that kind of message always good to, to try to get out there. Um, same question as always. We talked about women. This is someone writing this question about how do we get more women into poker? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily something personally, how my take is, I don't know if that's something like is a necessity, like, Oh, let's like equal women in. But like, do you feel from your experience and Chrissy are now one of your best friends, uh, who's very, you know, active in poker and you, you know, I'm sure, you know, most of the women in poker, um, you've seen them, you've interviewed them. Do you feel like, what do you feel like would be a way that maybe could help to, to add some more, not that we need it, but just to like your experience, what do you think holds back women from wanting to try or play poker? I think that we just need to keep doing what we're doing. No change happens overnight. You know, if you look at markets where poker is new, like in Asia, the ratio is much more balanced. The game has just traditionally been a man's game in the United States, and it's just is going to take time to shift that perception and the way that it that what's happening now with so many epic female poker players rising to the top and we're seeing more on TV, but not in a ladies' event. We're seeing women just smash guys at a table in a, in a poker in a, at a regular poker table um then that's just what's going to slowly shift right. but we can't just do it overnight and so i think that everything all the right. things that are happening right now are perfect and just you know the women that we have right now they are super talented and we're seeing more of them um in the spotlight and that's just going to gradually create more of uh, and more more it's going to gradually encourage more women to play yeah, and you see like Vanessa Selps, who is now she. I think her and her girlfriend have uh, they have a adopted. They have a uh, a child, but she hasn't been playing. But she was like kind of you know over the time over the last decade, probably the most 
you know, fearless or, or um, result, great results. Now there's Kristen Bicknell. She was recently yeah. on my podcast. Very talented. Yeah. Very. And she, we had a televised. We had a televised cash game, and she completely annihilated all the guys. She was the only girl at the table, and she won that game. And and right. that was televised over, I think, four or five episodes. So it's like more right. of that. Yeah, and then that's exactly. that's amazing to have a role models like her. For sure, that, I think that's that's the right answer. Uh, but we did this movie, sports, life lessons, goals. We've covered a lot of these. Uh, do people call you out to look like Kylie, the Aussie actress singer? I've never gotten Kylie Minogue, if that's who he's referring to, and that's an, an amazing compliment if that's who he meant. Um, but I get I get Nicole Kibben and uh, mm, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Emma Stone. They're the two that I get the most. <laughs> okay. So I've never, I don't even know who Kylie is, the uh, Australian person, but that's, so you don't see that or you don't get that? I don't like, get that. Kylie Minogue, she's amazing. Um, yeah. She's our queen of pop, but no, Nicole okay. Kidman, the red hair. See, there it is. When you started reporting for poker news, did you think you would still be working in the poker industry today? Is that something you thought this is like a couple year gig, this will be fun? Or did you, did you imagine like, all right, this is where I'm going to be for a decade plus and keep <laughs> doing new things and moving up and doing broadcasting? And <laughs> Was that on your mind or just kind of going with the flow? I mean, that like really, like that's such a far-fetched dream. <laughs> How could I ever think that I'd be what I'm, but I'd be doing what I'm doing right now? You know, of, of course, like when I started, I, I, I would look up to to that and uh, think like that would be an incredible dream come true. And so the fact that I have made that dream happen still just blows my mind. Uh, and yeah, I just. It, it, and it's a good lesson that I keep reminding myself. You know, like with the acting, I'm just going to keep trusting. I, I just like to. My my life has never continued on the route that I perceived. It's always been bigger. Lost you. Yes. Sorry, that was how <laughs> wanted to say. Not right now. Uh, yeah, I thought it was dad life kicking in. No, no, my no, my boy's not with me, and my my wife unfortunately at this trip. But uh, yeah, it's hard yeah. being away. It's not easy. It's a crazy, crazy time. Starting to, you know, I'm just worried he's going to start like walking while I'm gone because it's like he's starting to lift Aww. himself up. And yeah, it's. Uh, but no, 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 uh, no child here right now. So um, favorite moment we covered this poker news we covered that. Well, oh, dream man, describe. Someone has to describe uh, your dream man. So I guess she has a nine year relationship. So I guess you could just uh, Google Angel Gian, right? That there you go. There's my dream man. That'll save uh, time instead of you, you know, breaking down all the his entire everything. <laughs> there it is. So that's a question about are you married? We get a bunch of those covered that. Um, has watching the best in the world improve your game? Like, do you, do you feel that, have you, I mean, when you, so you do a broadcast and you're on there, I'm sure you kind of, you check on it, you, you, you look and improve or, or, you know, it's like playing, right? You want to also, there's things you can do or, you know, and, and when what you're doing, but do you actually watch like some of the, the full footage or some of it? Like, are you watching some poker and does that help you improve? Have you learned from watching? Oh, of course. I mean, it, I haven't, honestly, I haven't signed up to like strategy sites or barely read books. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much everything that I've learned is from watching all of you guys playing over the years and interviewing players and hearing, you know, um, hand history is being told, whether it's in interviews or Angel talking with his friends. Like I'm just naturally picking up this information and, uh, you know, it's a slower way of learning that I've been doing it a bit more passively than the usual person, but it's been a gift for sure. Very cool. Uh, someone 
Here, let's read this. We'll take you over here. Someone says, so we cover that one. Uh, Luke Floss says, since you are a gorgeous female, how do you handle all the flirting that guys give you at the tables? I just flirt right back and then use it to my advantage and confuse them when we're in a hand. Just punish them. Just put them in a, just, <laughs> yeah, expect it and you give it, give them a, give them a hope. Um, <laughs> you ever had a dangerous animal encounter in Australia? Uh, uh not dangerous oh actually yes actually we have spiders I, I i'm not a big fan of spiders and one time i was driving to work and i used to have uh this little mx5 convertible 1990 mx5 it sounded like a rusty lawnmower coming around the corner but i loved it and uh, i was driving it was rush hour traffic i was in five lanes of traffic on this awful road and um I just suddenly look up and the huntsman, there was this baby huntsman, but still it's pretty big. It's still like this big uh, crawling on the roof of my car and the roof was shut. And oh my God, I had never, I, I was on the one side of the road. I had to cross over five lanes of traffic. I nearly ran over a motorbike that was coming up the side just to get out over into, there was a gas station to get out of the car. And once I, I drove up on the gutter, like, I can't believe I didn't crash my car or hit that motorbike but it, but it was on it was not so it was always oh, inside or it was inside outside? my car it was inside it was inside while you were driving and you could like oh, see God. it on your roof yes oh that's very scary that is scary because like it, yeah that's uh that and more scary too because like you said the, the initial like scared reaction but really you're i mean the fact that you were driving on a highway and it could have maybe made you made a rash you know like this i don't even know that sounds bad that that's a uh, poisonous or it's like a just a bad and spiders no, spider. they're actually harmless but they're just big Uh-oh. and intimidating Uh-oh. and ugly that's, what I'm saying, but that, that's even more scary right it's like that that's that's the fact that like something like that could have caught like your reaction i, I probably would have done the same yeah. be very you know you just doesn't it's not it's like seeing a snake or something, even if it's point, it's just like scary. And then you, yeah. you, you made a, you're, you're swerving over the highway. So, all right, well, glad, glad that <laughs> Everyone that would was, be like, uh, who is this drunk woman? <laughs> right. What's happening here? Um, uh. Okay. So there you go. So there is a, you did have a encounter. Do you have a favorite poker tournament? Is there one that you love? Like the world series main event, obviously all the world poker tour events, but is there any one um, stop or place or, or event? The Bellagio 10 is there one that you just like, that just feels like really special to you each the, year? I mean, the one that's really, really special was, it's cheesy that I'm going to say it, but WPT Australia, we just had it at the Star Gold Coast uh, in September and it was uh, September and October and it was just epic. It was, it's a beautiful casino. It's a beautiful location uh, on the Gold Coast, on the beach. And the turnout was insane. And it just felt so nice because after so long of being with the World Poker Tour, like 18 years to finally hit Australia, uh, it would just, it was just so rewarding to finally get here. Cause that's just the number one question that I always get asked and that I've always been asking, when are we getting to Australia? So that was really special to go there and to see that it was a huge success. Poker is really popular in Australia. So, you know, we were nervous obviously, cause it's first time we're testing something out and the casino up there uh, before this event only had, um, like I think four poker tables and they went from four to 21, which was mm-hmm. a big jump. Um, and all of us weren't sure how it would be and we didn't have enough tables. We had so many players, which was a great problem to have. So it's going to be even bigger this year. That's cool. What was the buy-in on that? Was it a 3,500 or do you remember? It was 20, that was 2,500 and we had like 10 events over to the two weeks. Yeah. No, very, very cool. That's nice. I mean, yeah, again, that's, that's nice, right? All kind of comes together for you. It's Australia, your WPT, it comes there. It's, it's fun. Um, 
actually. Have you ever had any post when someone's knocked out of a tournament and you've done interviews? Is that, I mean, that's difficult as well, right? If someone bubbles like a big buy-in or you know uh, something that that's sort of uh, that you've been do- doing an interview where someone's been really upset or tilted, like has that ever been? Is that, cause that that's like an art in itself, right? To de- be able to deal, talk, ask the right questions. I know there's been some interviewers. Even I remember, like in the last year, there was an incident someone in a Triton or, or stuff, different tours as well. Another high roll. I've heard of stuff where it's, it can get a little uncomfortable, right? Cause it's like, you gotta remember, it's like a sport, you know, it's like if you lose a Super Bowl or you lose a, a get knocked out of the playoffs and you pull over, usually they ask the winning coach or the, the team. Right. But if it's like you going over and grabbing someone, like when they just bubble, they just have some bad beat or something happens and you got to talk to them. It's, it's, it's an art, if you will. So if you had any that didn't make that didn't go well or like, were just like very intense. I mean, do you remember anyone that kind of stood out as like, man, that was, that was tough. Does anything resonate? Pretty much every, pretty much. You've always been a great bust out. You're all, you're always lovely. Like, or not, but not that people aren't lovely, but um, bust out interviews are rough. Like, what do you ask? You've just lost a hundred grand or something, you know, especially because Alpha A was when I used to do yeah. every single bust out, you know, it'd be a field of 50 players. Each of them have lost a hundred grand and I'm catching every single one of them out the door. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah, that's, that's, that's hard, right? <laughs> I, I remember, actually, I, I stone bubbled the Alpha 8 100K. There was, it ended up being only like essentially a sit and go, but I think three cash, I got fourth and I was like in second of four. I was like one of four, got fourth in a hand and i just remember that like specifically and i think he was there and like you know it's fly eight longest flight in the world atlanta to johannesburg at the time come over there stone bubble literally the bottom low of like moments or memories that i have and it's like yeah and then just like you just get put on like hey uh everything good like how you feeling and they're just like all right well that i will never ask i I, that you never no i know that's that's not that's not the question but it's like that's like the you know you're supposed to smile and be like yeah it's fine but you're really like you know come on but but yeah it's like that's what but that's what the art is right and then and it and it's hard like our job is to make it look easy and it's not and uh and especially in those situations. And, and it's not to go up smiley when someone has just bubbled and it's a sticky situation. Like it's about being uh, empathetic and, and sympathetic and being supportive because you're they're facing your big bright light and camera and you're the first person that they're talking to after that moment and it's rough. It's really awkward. And there have been some occasions where I've made a call and going, we're not going to talk to that person. Like I can tell they're not going to – like it's just disrespectful to even try. But um, – in the way of that they're just too emotional and that would just and that's not true because you know that's that's like uh that that's sort of that's what you're saying with producing an art form because not that the the producers or the show wants to show or, or or uh highlight someone's disappointment or upset but really i mean it's like you know it's like a good drama or a good you want a story mm. you want to you want they want to convey that so for you to have to make that call you know it's not easy for you either right because like you no. know that they want it like they want that they want to yeah. like that stuff that gets emotion out you know people like to see extremes so you know if you're like hey look we're not going to do it they may be like well hey come on don't you think we try and you're just like no you know it's <laughs> like you got to make calls like that it's it's not easy right because that is uh no. those are important and i have had to, to you know that i remember there were some times too where like you know, because these are all different professions that are, are, are lining up here. And so, you know, people who are maybe who are in the production side, like a lighting or the camera, and they want to get the frame right because that's what they used to. And they used to paid actors who are there ready. And in this environment, when someone who isn't used to it or something, they want to make sure they get their lighting right. It's like, no, 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 no. We are catching them now. I don't care how the shot looks. It is rough and raw and ready. We're going because they just want to get out of here. 
And, um, you know, so it's like finding that balance of, of respecting everyone's position and what's going on and just creating the best result for everyone, for the show and for the player and everyone involved. Absolutely. Uh, question here. What is the best avenue for getting started in a poker career off the tables, behind the scenes? So, again, there's not just poker. There is uh, th- there is a, you know, if you want to get into news, there's, there's other opportunities, production, a ton of different ways you could be involved in poker. Any ideas or, or suggestions yeah. how someone could get into a poker type career? Well, I mean, these day, this this day and age, we have a whole production studio in our pockets with our phones, and we can create so much content. And you know, if 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 it's behind the scenes that you want to be, whether it's like a, on reporting scale, a production scale. Um, just start making it. We have the ability now that we didn't have 10 years ago to just make stuff for free. You know, you the apps that are on your phone, we can make some amazing stuff, set up your accounts and don't be shy to put yourself out there. And yeah, it's going to be a slow grind. You know, you might be talking to, it might feel like you're talking to no one um, and you've got, you know, a few people that are liking your posts, but consistency and quality, then you will be noticed. And it's just about then because the poker world is a small world, you know, and once people start putting out some good content, it's like, oh, who's that person? What's that? You know, and then once the job will come up eventually, like in my situation, you know, I was reporting and making online videos for four years. So then when the job came up for World Poker Tour, my name was on the list, you know, and and, and it came out, it seemed to me like it came out of nowhere, but they were watching what I was doing. And then when the opportunity became available, it became available. So you just have to stay dedicated. Yeah. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I think exactly. that's, that's a powerful thing and it covers a lot of genres, areas, whatever you're doing. So um, I think that's great advice. Uh, <laughs> here's another one where I just, you know, we gotta, this is the last one, but there's only one question that I would ask actually matters. Will you marry me? And we've already answered. She's not, that's not a, that is not a question that's being entertained. Um, so we'll move on. I'm super has it scared. Ever been spiders, entertained? But- Jeff, has any proposals ever been successful on this show? <laughs> I, uh, I haven't seen one, but we have to, we have to run it. Anyway, okay. we got to do it. You know, part of the thing. Um, I'm super scared of spiders and thought the thought of a huntsman spider, mm. which I believe is what you referenced, right. gives me nightmares. You survive in Australia with the spider phobia. Do they show up in big cities too? Uh, when you're in the city, city, like the downtown area, you're fine. They don't really show up, but growing up as a kid, because I grew up in a, like out sort of on the edge of the city and it went out into the more rural parts, like right behind my place. Um, I did wake up quite often to a huntsman in my room somewhere. Like they, (laughs) it was a part of my childhood and I'd scream out to dad to come and, uh, catch him. And we were always in a no kill home. Like we don't kill animals at all any insects or anything so dad would just put him in a glass and and carry him outside but you know i have a huge fear of them still and i'm fine I must say, like that that to me because arizona i got a you know one of my best friends lives there similar like desert climate vegas also but arizona more so i feel like in the u.s is sort of the the state that, that has like known for that or snakes and spiders and all these things australia sounds like that as well uh in, in these areas you're mentioning but i mean that that to me seems like that would be super scary like to just, like even like going to sleep like if, you, if that's like really a thing where no. they're just like uh, it's like no, you're like in bed and you're like worried they're gonna like come is that is that is that like a thing is that like no i mean is that you see them in your house a lot like because like that's that i've heard stats and this is 
probably BS, but like something about like your, you, everyone swallows seven spiders. That's like the average in your life or some crazy thing while sleeping. But I don't know. Is that like a, is that a problem legitimately where people, like you wake up or you see them or they're crawling in your bed? Like, is that a thing or not really? Um, I did put on a dress the other day and a spider crawled out onto my shoulder because he'd been hanging out in my dress. So it <laughs> does happen. Um, and I had been wearing the dress for a solid like two, three minutes. So, <laughs> um, but no, you know what I, it's only recently that I realized as a child, because this was normal to me, I would never be able to, uh, like when I would go to use the, the, the toilet, I had to lift up the, the seat and check behind the lid and check behind the underneath everywhere. I had to make sure there was no spiders before I sat down every single time, my entire t- like childhood. And that was normal wow. to me. Like I would not ever, that, that was just part of my routine of going into the bathroom, which now I don't do anymore. And it wasn't until I like came home and I you remember don't yourself in Vegas, in Vegas or Florida or places like just looking that, around. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so, so it is. It is. You do check. You do check. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a few more. This is turned in. We've had a, we had a little cut. We've done this. We're, we're, we're getting through a couple more questions. There's a lot of great questions. Now that WPT has been hosting your beloved Australia, what new location would you like to see at WPT? Is there any city that you'd be like, oh, this would be a good fit or that you would love to see the World Poker Tour go to? Or just selfishly, you would love to go to you haven't been and maybe would be a good fit. Uh, I mean, the one that I was craving so bad was Australia. So now that we've ticked that off, I'm just so happy. Maybe Antarctica, just so that we can tick off all of the continents. Cool. <laughs> we need one in Antarctica. And then we've really done a world that's, poker tour. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's not a bad idea. Um, so we covered this when you start to play. Uh, we already did this. What is your favorite place to play? We've, I think we've covered that. Would you have a casino? What's your favorite place? If you're just going to go play a cash game for fun or something, where do you like to go? I mean, I just... The, I mean, playground is epic, right? You did like, say that. You said Canada for the stops, so I guess that, yeah, playground is. It really is. It's such a cool, like, they've just got, really got it figured out. Like, the the whole street, like, the, the, the lighting system that they have at each of the tables, you know, for a seat open and, and for cocktails and, and for the floor. Like, it's just awesome, and this, it's just a beautiful room. I mean, JK and Phil, those guys, they really thought of everything. Their models, four players, by players. I, I can't endorse that place enough. I, I love it, and I agree. Um, I would say that that's one thing I don't understand. Like, that seems like the maybe they have a patent, but why don't all rooms have that? It just seems so simple. To put like a button yes. on the light of a chair, and you tap it, and instead of everyone yelling floor service, right. it's just like, all right, green is service, yellow is for the floor if there's an issue, you know, whatever. So yeah. yeah, that, that seems like that would be the thing I would, I would suggest to all poker rooms. That would be a, a great change. Um, all right. Well, we have knocked out. I believe last question. Have you ever been to Serbia? This is a personal. No, question. I haven't. I haven't been to Serbia. Neither have I. Interesting. So maybe that could be a stop. Sounds like a beautiful place. Um, we have done, we have covered a lot, a lot of questions, Lynn. I know you are, we took away your sunset. We caught a little bit of it. You didn't, <laughs> get to get, go out and enjoy it or apologize for that. I know you changed dinner plans. We've been trying to do this. We got it done. This has been uh, very, very informative and entertaining. I feel like I have a good idea about your career now and what's going on. And hopefully your acting, being an actress uh, continues to, to blossom. We are going to do 
uh, giveaway here. So I'm going to let you, let me just go over here. We're going to grab this and copy the link. And then we're going to go over here and we are going to draw. Someone is going to win a $55 party poker ticket on your behalf and the party poker's behalf. So you tell me when to draw it and then we're going to round out this, uh, this podcast. So you tell me when. Okay. What do you mean? I just say, I just say whatever you when. want. You could say uh, when I when, count it. Go now. Boom. <laughs> that counts. $55 tweet is here. And Benju P10 is going to win it. And uh, Benjamin Lloyd, I think he was live here as well. He's going to get that $55 ticket and uh, boom, there it is. An applause. Congrats, uh, ben. There you go. Um, so, okay. Lynn, is there anything else? Uh, that you would like to touch on. I think we've covered a lot and also yeah. we'll just show you again the, the link here. Uh, it's in the, it's in the description. It is yes. again, going to be going for months. This is something, this is not just like all the fires like that. There's, it's still ongoing. There's a lot of damage, a lot of destruction that you can still help. This is not uh, if you see this podcast, even a week, two weeks, a month, it's going to still be helpful as well as this is a, this is a, Australian wildlife. This isn't just for catastrophic stuff, right? This is a foundation. They they're constantly looking for support, right? It's not just oh, this is a bad. There's yeah. a there's a terrible thing that's happened. Steve so this is something. Open this 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 wildlife hospital in 2002. It has been open every single day, 24 hours a day since then. They work in animal conservation. They help uh, so much of our wildlife. Um, and they are just doing some epic work right now. These these fires are going to continue for months. Just to put into perspective. Something the size of the land, it's kind of like a hectare, I think, is one like big sports field. This is six over six million hectares, I think, are burning. So it's like over six million sporting fields are, are currently on fire, if I have my stats right. It's so big and you know, a billion animals. Uh, so we just need to help as many of these creatures as we can, and that's where all the money's going. All right. Well, guys and girls out there, please find it in your heart to take a look, check it out, read up on it. And again, Lynn has endorsed this. She knows it. She's been there. She's seen it. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm making my $200 donation when we finish. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for uh, your evening over there in Australia and Melbourne. We appreciate it. And best of luck with your acting with the world poker tour. I'll see you at a final table. I, w- I plan to be there and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be on tour this year again. And, and thanks again so much. Say hi to angel and we will, we'll chat soon. Thanks again. Thanks legend. Bye. All right, thanks. All right. Thank you guys. Lingo Martin in the house. She is a WPT anchor actress and all around poker advocate. So again, check her out on all her socials, Instagram, Twitter. She has a head in mob. She's won some stuff. Check that out as well. Facebook page. And please take a look at that Australian wildlife uh, link to donate. So we'll thank her and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with party poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.